Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This episode of the Cult Pop Show podcast was brought to you by our Patreon. If you want to tell us which films we should watch, get up to two extra exclusive podcasts a month, give us something to talk about in the post credit scene at the end of each episode, or join us for our monthly movie club Zoom call where we discuss a film together, then please consider joining the cult and donating at www.patreon.com slash cultpopshow. That was a little off there, but that'll work out. So you've recorded for <laughs> three minutes early and you're a little bit off with the sync clap. Yeah. That's the start of the episode, everyone. Yeah. Hopefully we're talking in, in the proper <laughs> sync. Uh, welcome, everybody, to Film Franchise Fortnights on the Cold Popture Podcast. My name is AJ and I'm joined by this little scallywag over there, oh, Richard, who just pulled, pulled a peace sign. Pulled a peace sign to who? To, to you! To, to, you to fucking me. loser. <laughs> you, did, you did it like it was like we're in front of a crowd. Yeah, I did like, it like, for what's, you. What's up, everybody? Oh my God, I'm sorry. Oh, like, I next learned be like, it from oh, you, And Dad. now he's giving his opinions on Death Note. For who? <laughs> <laughs> this is no a- one can see us. <laughs> This is a podcast. We're in different where... cities. He's just sitting in a room talking to himself. <laughs> that is what it must look like from the outset. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, this is a podcast where every fortnight we watch all of and then subsequently discuss on podcast form uh, a film franchise. And th- I'm. I'm Trying to explain this clearly up top because this is going to be an unconventional episode. So maybe I don't need to explain it clearly. Usually the film franchises are just that. They're things like, um, oh, fuck. Uh, Divergent. <laughs> Divergent. <laughs> okay, sure. Like things that. Well, no, but that I, are, that's that are, a book series as well. So oh, right. I, right. I, I, I deliberately I, fooled you. <laughs> <laughs> you deliberately disobeyed me. Um, they, the, the Lion King, we haven't actually done The Lion King, but um, <laughs> yeah, usually we cover film franchises, uh, and this time we're covering what is technically a film franchise, but is more well known in other media, yeah. which we've done a few times. We've done with Yu-Gi-Oh, SpongeBob, yeah. Um, yeah. But Sex and the We City. will talk about this, but this is legitimately a film franchise. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah it's, it's 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 no more. It's no. It's it's more of a film franchise than Divergent. <laughs> it's more of a film franchise than Yu Gi Oh. Oh, hundred percent. It's not up for debate. The, the when we when we did Yu Gi Oh, which in my mind this is a spiritual successor to for a few yeah. idiosyncratic reasons, I'll explain in just a second. When we did Yu Gi Oh, it wasn't these are the Yu Gi Oh movies. It was these are the movies that exist in the Yu Gi Oh <laughs> intellectual property banner. Yeah, because they weren't a series. They, the, you're yeah. not supposed to watch all the Yu Gi Oh movies together and be like, oh, this is the I've, movies I've of Yu Gi Oh. I've consumed it. Yeah. Like, yeah. um, I, I know the story of Yu-Gi-Oh now. It's very much just snapshots. Like, we talked about yeah. that in that, that it's like, this isn't the Yu-Gi-Oh film franchise. This is the theatrically released pieces of Yu-Gi-Oh media. 
Exactly. Uh, And so the Death Note movies consist of five films based either completely, loosely, or really not at all off the Japanese manga and probably more famous anime series of the same Mm -hmm. name. I didn't know that. Well, I did know it was a manga because they're all fu- they're all mangas. They're all fucking mangas. <laughs> they're all fucking mangas. Um, so the the series the the generally in broad terms, Death Note, the manga, the anime, the movies, they focus on a cat and mouse game between an angsty Tokyo student who finds the supernatural and titular Death Note, a guidebook gifted, sorry, a notebook gifted from beyond the mortal plane, which allows its owner to kill anyone as long as they write down their victim's name on one of the pages while picturing said victim's face. This is a run-on sentence, and it is also a cat and mouse game between a. This is the other. This is the cat to that mouse. Yeah. Um, a world-renowned anonymous private investigator intent on discovering the true identity of the killer or the killer, which is what. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, what is it? It's like a colloquial term for killer. Uh, it, it, yeah, it's the name um, that they yeah that the, the public gives the yeah. killer. Yeah. The first four films we're talking about today were produced in Japan and exist as part of the same film canon, with the first two installments directly at- adapting what I assume is the full 37 episode anime. I don't know that for a fact. It's, I assume you're it's, wrong. It's the, but yeah. it's, what, it's, it's, it's the first it 20, it's the first 25 episodes. Oh, really? Yeah. We'll get, oh, we'll get into it. Oh, interesting. Okay. <laughs> um, and the the latter two movies are more more or less original st- installments. Uh, the third sh- takes its name from a manga, but is not an adaptation. It's like a James Bond situation, right? Yeah, yeah. where it it's, it's takes the name but doesn't yeah. adapt the story. Um, the the last film that we'll talk about today is the American Netflix adaptation, which very loosely adapts the story in very broad strokes um let's get this out of the way much like with Yu-Gi-Oh Richard has seen loves and rewatched it (laughs) the the anime um while I had seen a couple of episodes of the anime and couldn't get into it um so I'm I am of course emceeing this episode I was actually (laughs) I was thinking about this and that's probably actually the best way to do it because Mm. you're you're essentially the audience surrogate for the franchise um and much much like the audience uh, um but like if, if i was running this i'd be like oh this is bit in the anime and, and like mm. whereas you're no, I don't, i'd stop listening <laughs> yeah exactly whereas, whereas you're able to you, you can throw to me when there's a legitimate question you have about it yeah and so yeah i actually, yeah. I actually think this is Yu-Gi-Oh was a bit different because that's like it, 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 it's such a ridiculous franchise the films are uh, you're not like you're not supposed to be able to get the films you know like yeah. um yeah. and and yeah whereas this is like uh, and, and that was also a guilty pleasure i legitimately think death note is great um yeah and this and the storyline and everything like that and then the yeah the, because they're adaptations of it you know that's yeah. you're getting a full yeah. story essentially yeah and so to to re- emphasize uh richard rewatched the anime hmm. for this episode yeah just I didn't. Yeah. So <laughs> or, yeah, within the last two weeks, watch I've watched all five yeah. films and the entire anime. 
Yeah. So the films we'll be talking about just quickly, they're called Death Note, uh, Death Note, The Last Name, Al Change the World, Death Note, Light Up the New World, and Death Note. <laughs> so <laughs> let's begin with the first Death Note. This came out in 2006. Uh, it is was directed by Shusuke Kaniko. Mm-hmm. And what do you think it has on Ron Tomatoes? Um, 70%. It's got seventy eight percent, eight percent higher, uh, and yeah. So this uh, I forgot. To, I don't know if I mentioned these are all live action movies yeah, as well. Yeah, because there are two anime compilation films. We didn't watch those. No, and and this was supposed to be anime according to our patrons. Yeah. We would only watch anime. <laughs> a prophecy I don't think is going to come to fruition. But we'll um, see. But in, we'll in save in that till the end of the episode. Yeah. Did you also? Um, did you um, happen to look at uh, Shisuke Kaneko's? Um, uh, filmography. No, I didn't. Uh, he also directed Godzilla, Mothra, and King Ghidorah, Giant Monsters, all other. Jesus chance. Christ, how old is he? Uh, that came out in 2001. Oh, sorry. So it was five I thought years. that was one of the older ones. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he is 65, though, to answer your question. Nice. Good age, I bet. What what is death note 2006 about and richard i really want you to concentrate on the question i just asked i i'm asking specifically what is death note the movie 2006 the first one if that was all you'd seen what is that movie about um let me just uh, i just want to let me just pull up the one. death note manga Wikipedia <laughs> um okay so and spoilers spoilers for the whole series ahead uh, mm. If you haven't seen it, but also, uh, that's yeah, fine. I would say though that um, like these these are good movies. They're like we are going to spoil it completely, but it's a it's a it's a great story, um, and I would recommend, especially if you've seen the American one, that like watch what it's actually based on because it it is it is great. Um, so Light Yagami is our protagonist, um, played by uh, the main guy from Battle Royale um which is also a great movie <laughs> um so uh he's uh he's in high school he's an intelligent uh guy and <laughs> this his this, high school is intelligent <laughs> this uh this death note mysteriously drops from the sky um he the 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 front page of it is, is a list of rules the, the top one being the human who's written in this name the human whose name is written in this note shall die and mm. He is skeptical about it, obviously, but he decides to test it out. He sees a criminal and he, and he does it and then uh, writes the name and this criminal dies of a heart attack. And then um, he's visited by a Shinigami or a Reaper or Death God, uh, depending on mm-hmm. what, what version you watch. But I'm, I'm going to say Shinigami because that's that's like what's... That's the cooler phrase. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, named Ryuk who is the original owner of the death note and got bored one day and decided to drop it into the human world. And then essentially light takes on this new power and uh, of, of being able to just kill people from a distance and um, yeah, be- decides to become God of a new world where there's no crime uh, because mm-hmm. he has, you know, he's made criminals terrified. And so one of the kind of important things of the death note is that if you just write the person's name in 40 seconds, they'll die of a heart attack. Whereas um, you can also, you can write uh, circumstances of their death and you can also like manipulate their actions for a certain period of time leading up to their death. Um, yeah. And so quite quickly, um, Kira as he is dubbed by the public, 
becomes quite a this this powerful omnipotent force but then we meet the detective al uh who also goes by riyazaki which is like his his pseudonym so that um kira can't kill him because they work out that kira needs a name and a face yeah he's hot on the on the tails of kira and then this film ends the point that this this film gets up to is that um there was an fbi agent tailing light and he manages to get to not only kill the fbi agent but all 12 fbi agents that were tailing people so that instead of just singling out his one which would make him look like a suspect he manages to kill all of them and that's like his first real big like i'm killing people who threaten me not just criminals and the guy he killed's fiance essentially works out that it's light um and then he manages to create a situation using the death note where uh he essentially to prove his own innocence and also get rid of uh, her as a witness she makes uh he makes her kill herself in front of everyone and she also kills light's girlfriend yeah. as well which essentially makes light seen as this this victim and all of this mm. it ends with him asking like meeting al for the first time face mm. to face and and light's dad is the police chief um yeah. and he and he asks hey put me on the task force to help find Kira. So he 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 orchestrated all of this so that he could be on the other side and mm. be part of the investigati- investigation that's searching for himself instead of the target. That's the end of the first film. Smash cut to Danny California by Red Hot Chili <laughs> <laughs> So funny, man. It's, it's so, so funny. funny. It's <laughs> baffling. It's baffling. It's one of those beautiful, and I hope this isn't a, a um, mean-spirited thing to, to, to that I've observed. It's one of those beautiful things where like, I can watch like a foreign language film and I'll, it'll be on the same wavelength completely. And then it's always like the song in the end credits i'm like what yeah, like it's, it's this, like a this lost mistrans- in translation kind yeah, of yeah it's a, it's a lost yeah. in translation thing of like cultural association with music yeah <laughs> like, well, well, this is not the type of movie you end with Danny California. yeah yeah because i mean for, for us it's like uh well yeah, yeah i guess i guess you know you, you watch this movie and you're like wow well, you know this is like a, a serious like detective thriller kind of thing mm. but to, 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 in japan it's like oh it's a big budget adaptation of that thing you love <laughs> um yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah uh what did you think of this film i i fucking i thought this film was so good i was i was blown away by how good i <laughs> this film was i'm <laughs> had I, you seen I, it before uh, no, I hadn't, and I I just oh, really? assumed that they weren't very good, like the the, the mm. live action ones. But yeah, like I I watched this as well. I watched this with the English dub, which uses the cast of the anime um, dubbing mm. the, the the characters, um, because because I love I love the the cast. They have Brad Swale, who from Barbie video game hero plays Light Yagami, <laughs> as I'm sure you all remember from him. But yeah, like I, I thought this was it's such a like well paced adaptation of the first third section. Or, yeah, it's the first part of this of the series. And I mentioned the the like the compilation movies of the anime. And so that's like um I've got the first one on DVD, which leads up to which is again the first like twenty five episodes of the anime. Um and it's that so it's essentially the first two movies condensed into like a two hour thing and it's 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 horrible it's it's so right. poorly paced it just like it, instead of 
cutting out unnecessary plot threads and what and like subplots it just puts every single one in at like breakneck speed whereas this like actually manages to adapt almost everything Mm. and be incredibly paced it does have an extra two hours an extra film um but Mm. it's such a faithful adaptation of the story that um yeah i I was blown away by it and i I was like i didn't need to rewatch the anime you know yeah yeah the it's because i i try i for to my credit i did start the anime (laughs) to try and honor the 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 thing you wanted to do i just (laughs) couldn't bring myself to watch any more than three episodes of it and in like episode two there's like a fucking five minute section where he talks about how he's hiding the death note in his drawer and Mm. no one's gonna get it because it's booby trapped and all this not nothing none of that is in the movie yeah. and i was like this is why the movie is yeah. <laughs> works because it's, it's pacing okay so here's the reveal that i didn't really try to hide if you're on the discord i love this movie <laughs> i thought this was great uh the the only criticisms i have is i think it feels very cheap in parts yeah. uh it, it feels low budget um i think that uh contrary to what you said i think the beginning was paced a little too fast it feels like i i you're the one that said it was well paced i'm just like oh <laughs> you said to me the other day that it was that you're like this is so well paced i can't imagine this being like a series right, yeah. And, yeah. and then i I was like, oh, they call cool. that's free reign to talk about the pacing. <laughs> that is true. Aside from the the, the beginning, which feels like sure. it's it expects you to be familiar already with the premise. It, it rushes through everything, very similar to how every new iteration of Batman or Spider Man has to find an inventive and expedient yeah. way to kill off the Wayne slash Uncle Ben, respectively. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Spider Man, though. I don't know if I can fully explain this, and because we're on the same vibe here, maybe you'll indulge me in trying to work this out. <laughs> I doubt this, it. This movie <laughs> has big Raimi trilogy Spider-Man vibes. And yeah. uh, crucially, I don't mean in terms of what it looks like or its tone. Very different. Okay. In both I, I, I was about to be on board with you with the tone, and then you're like, <laughs> no, no, not that. And I'm like, what, what do I no, have to latch on to here? More, more in terms of its themes and its characterization as well as its ending they're both very emo films a character who is or will at some point be played by willem dafoe yeah exactly uh uh, and it's ending the ending of this one is the the perfect Mm. morally ambiguous cliffhanger but works if we don't get another movie as well ending You know, it's it's because I was watching the first one and I was like, how is this going to end? Because it's, yeah. I could tell from the pacing that it wasn't going anywhere ultimate by the end of this movie. And it ends with Light joining the police force. And I was like, fuck, that's a great ending. Mm. And if we didn't get any more, which they'd already planned to, but if we didn't, yeah. it's like this works as an ending to a standalone story. Mm. And because these films came out within a couple of months of each other, so they're probably filmed Correct. as one. Um, yeah. But one thing that blew my fucking mind that I learned this week um so the 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 manga ran from uh 2004 to 2006 mm-hmm. and the this movie came out in uh when is it june june, 2006. june of 2006 the anime started in october of 2006 this is not this an adaptation of the this predates the anime what that the, the, changes everything i know i know when the second when the second film came out there were two anime two episodes of the anime um out already like that it, is, it came out the night before the third episode that is mind-boggling <laughs> it's insane i, I want to talk about nothing else but that yeah 
I, 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 the, yeah, because this is like a shot-for-shot shot remake in parts kind of thing, <laughs> which means, I guess, that the anime is a shot-for-shot shot remake of the manga, like, you know, just treating that as a mm. storyboard, apart from one very crucial and very interesting scene that if you watch the anime, I'd love to discuss with you. Okay. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it, it, like, that that's insane, and it's, like, th- this is the truest version of it, I guess. Like, this- How did I not discover that in my research? This is the first, the the first one. These are not. This movie is not based on the probably more famous anime. Mm. It's not. It's, it's not. Objectively yeah. not. It's, it's based it's on a the detective. Manga. It's a detective Pikachu is technically a video game movie situation. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. Yeah, like that, that's how you do a good anime adaptation. Do it before the anime. Do like, it before. Get in before it. <laughs> Uh, I also felt a little reminded of Breaking Bad watching. And this may be a little more obvious. Of, exactly. Of the, of yeah. Like this. This is the thing that. Yeah. 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 Um, there's an evil protagonist. You know, mm-hmm. check. Um, well, and also, not, not only like if, if you if you allow us to elaborate on each of the points. Yep. Like the thing Please. is that like you you get lights. Um, it's the same with Walt in Breaking Bad that you get his um his motivations and you side with him. They're like, yeah, he's the, you know, he's like, yeah. he's doing something trick, a little bit it cool. Tricks it tricks you. It tricks you. But then, and then he reaches a point and it's going to be different for everyone. He reaches a point where you go, I can't side with this guy anymore. Absolutely. For and me, and, and, and some people it's the very end, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah like, it, it, it's, it's cool how it does that. And especially the, the, the anime, cause the anime goes even further than these two movies. Like, and, and, and I think he hits, lower lows right but yeah it, it is interesting it's that same kind of thing of like when did you get off the the hype train of the protagonist yeah 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 um so more similarities to breaking bad he has a fa- he has family ties to law enforcement mm-hmm. did you want to elaborate on that? <laughs> <laughs> so light's dad is the police chief and uh walt's mm. bro- brother-in-law is the dea agent um and he is constantly having to outwit the lawman what have you i'm mm. um, trying to capture him so again with walt it's hank again but with with uh death note it's light and al um and th- most of all most like i i feel like the evil protagonist thing is the most obvious thing mm. but i think what's more subtle is that both stories um has this protagonist constantly finding himself in inescapable scenarios yeah. which he through his own cunning escapes from yeah. And it's never cheap. It's never bad writing. It's That's the like thing. You, yeah. you you rewatch Breaking Bad now, and you realize the writing process of Breaking Bad is problem solving. Mm. It's cre- it's writing yourself into a corner, and then finding out finding a genuine organic way to get out of that corner. The one I always think of in Breaking Bad is when. Hank is outside the RV and yeah. Walt and Jesse are inside the. I remember watching that for the first time, being like, "How the fuck?" Yeah, like this, this is the, it. the this show's is over. It. This yeah. the show's yeah. over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, like it's the same thing, and it's and it's that thing of like this is intelligent writing of intelligent characters, where yeah. it's like it, it's actually it's not just like um Kira does something and then al goes ah fortunately because of this device i had or this Correct. thing that i just didn't tell anyone about it's like you can see his thought process and if you watch it you could be like ah he probably works it out a little too early that like it, it, it narrows down the search to it's like it's a dozen people one of which is mm. light um yeah. it narrows it down like incredibly quickly um faster than like breaking bad ever did kind of thing and <laughs> But the the way it did it, and it's and it's such a similar moment. I remember having this moment in Breaking Bad, and I had it in when I watched Death Note for the first time. But the moment where you go like, 
fuck, this show's really clever. Like this show, yeah, like yeah, th- yeah. this is actually a really good story. And Breaking Bad, it's when um, in episode four, I want to say, where um, he's got spoilers for Breaking Bad for the start of Breaking Bad. <laughs> um, he's got. I am cra- trying to be light on Breaking Bad spoilers. But yeah, but he's okay. got um, Crazy Eight down the basement, and yeah, yeah. he's thinking like, oh, I might befriend this guy but like but like maybe i can actually let this guy go and then a plate is broken and he cleans up the shards and then he has a moment where he thinks and, and it's all without dialogue as well you see him realize and he pulls the plate out of the bin pieces it back together and there's one giant shard missing and he realizes he's he's gonna try and kill me with it yeah um and yeah. in death note and i'm glad they use this in um in the movie as well but it's where um uh Riyazaki Al makes a, a public announcement it's like this is a, we're trying to this broadcast for a, this worldwide thing and that's, this is the official announcement of like the police force have heard about Kira we're going to uh we're going to catch him I'm Al I'm the and it's like you know Lind L Taylor says look I'm I'm Lind L Taylor I'm going to be heading the thing and then you know light obviously threatened by this wants to to teach him a lesson so he kills lind al taylor and um then the real al's voice comes on and says uh hey thanks for showing us that you need a face and a name also we only broadcast this in the kanto region of japan so uh (laughs) we know that you're there and it's like and that's the kind of thing where it's like yeah everything in this was signposted and like the characters were feasibly able to work out all of these yeah, things. Yeah. And yeah. so were you. Yeah. So were you, audience member, if you're yeah. clever enough. Uh, another similar scene to Breaking Bad, as we mentioned it before, uh, where where Light has to kill off uh, every FBI agent tailing every possible Kira mm. suspect um, at practically the same time, uh, which is very reminiscent of a scene I won't elaborate more on because it's yeah. quite late End into of the series. 5A and Breaking yeah, Bad. Yeah, yeah, in Breaking Bad. Um, but it, it's done so meticulously in Death Note. It's such a complex and difficult thing to convey on film, and it's fucking captivating because he, he gets Ray, who's the FBI agent, specifically the FBI agent tailing light because all the suspects because they know the suspects will all have links to law enforcement because Mm. of the information that Kira seems to have Um, he gives him the death note and but it's covered up and the only blank spaces are where he writes the other FBI agents names which he doesn't know he has to also look up who these people are mm. and writes them and then when he get, when he puts gives it back to him or when he leaves it behind the piece of paper with the holes in it is revealed that like and it's like the cause of death after every mm. thing including Ray who dies as well what a hard thing to show on I'm having trouble describing it <laughs> in podcast form yeah. imagine imagine writing that in a script mm. it's, it's really well, and, good. and he, he also has to like force a hostage situation involving both him and ray so that yeah. ray will be forced to provide him I identification love that, that he's an fbi agent and the whole yeah. thing's orchestrated by light yeah. yeah yeah so the owner of the death note copyright so we're outside of the film now we're in yeah the- in the real world. Uh, the owner of the Death Note copyright uh, required d- the director to not change any of the rules of the Death Note. Very interesting, considering the Netflix remake. Yeah, exactly. Um, and as the film was developed, new rules of the Death Note were added in the original manga. Kaneko described, uh, who's the director, sorry, described adhering to this condition as the most difficult aspect of making the film. Speaking of the rules, though, there are, despite this copyright adherence, a few adaptations. It's, it's, 
it's mm. slightly different and some are mentioned and some are left out depending on what version of Death which of the many fucking versions of Death Note you're, <laughs> yeah. you're consuming uh, but here are the basics I thought it could be good to talk about these this early just so everyone knows yeah. how it all works uh, so the human whose name is written in this note shall die the note will take a f- the note will not take effect unless the writer has the person's face in their mind when writing his or her name therefore people sharing the same name will not be affected mm. thank god because if this was real a lot of people would have tried to kill Alex <laughs> Jones by now um, if the cause of death is written within the next 40 seconds of writing the person's name it will happen and if the cause of death is not specified the person will simply die of a heart attack after writing the cause of death details of the death should be written in the next 6 minutes and 40 seconds there's also another rule that wasn't listed uh on the wiki yeah. uh which and maybe it's not maybe i misheard but it feels like so much of the plot is predicated of this mm-hmm. especially later on uh that the death has to happen within 23 days of it being written Right, so you yeah. can't write, I can't write Richard Martin will get decapitated in four years. Yeah. Or I can't write AJ will die at 102 happily with yeah, the family because he loves. one of the other major rules, um, which we'll talk about more on this in the next film, is that once um, the it's once a name and cause of death or whatever is written in the death note, that fate is sealed. It's, uh, it's unchanged. You, you cannot stop them from dying and you cannot kill them another way. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very, it's, you're you're so ready for one of the rules to be so specific that you go, well, that's going to happen. Yeah, but yeah. it doesn't. It never really happens. It, it's it's done very very tastefully and very mm. reserved. Um, I want to talk about Ryuk, the Shinigami slash Death God slash Reaper. Um, he's one of those things, and the Shinigami in general, because you see a few of them. Mm. Uh, he's one of those things that really feels like the secret source because yeah, yeah. it's in addition to the story which you wouldn't know was missing if he wasn't included. Yeah, I, I, I thought about this that like if you watch the, the Netflix version, or if you know, in an ideal world, they make like a beautiful HBO series out of it. Like, would you put it like if you were doing a straight up serious American version of this, would you put Ryuk in it? Because it would make just as much sense, probably more sense to not have him in it. I agree. Yeah, it's, I don't know, I think it makes the show better or the movie better, but he's certainly not. Uh, until the very end does not really do anything of consequence the whole time well that's the whole but point he's, a, he's like he's a, a fun a character watcher, yeah. He, he's, yeah, he, yeah he he points out several times that he's not on anyone's side mm. um, he's yeah. just as bored the, the most expensive to animate uh, background character of all time perhaps yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> The the animation in these movies is very funny. Uh, he looks like an early PS3. Does, yeah, uh, there is a charm to it though. It's it, yeah, it like that's it, yeah yeah. It, it, I, it doesn't have the American CGI gloss. That's it's the thing. Like, yeah, it's like it's like the, a the mess. Japan thing. go yeah. Japan go. This is good enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. Ship it. You know, and it is good enough. Genuinely, um, it looks fake, but it looks. At the same time, it looks it's lit within the scene, which a lot of animation mm. comes down to. Is, is is the lighting consistent with the scene it's in? Uh, yeah, it, it 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 looks good, but it does look fake. Yeah. Um, I think Al, um, is such an instant classic of a character. Like yeah. he's a little designed to be likable with his ultra specific quirks. Like he walks funny and he loves candy. And, he's, and, and sweet, he sits down tooth. and like he, he always yeah. squats when he sits. Yeah. Yeah. But I think a, he's so well performed by uh, Kenchi Matsuyama. Matsuyama. Um, it's such a good performance. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's so grounded for a character that would be so easy to overplay. Uh, and B, I would argue he's, 
the only character in the whole thing who actually knows what he's doing and what's going on. Right, yeah. Like to me, Al was the best character easily. I'm glad he's not the protagonist because I think it works better this way. But like to me, I was like, everyone should fucking listen to Al because not only is mm. he right about everything, he also earns that. He yeah. it doesn't feel cheap that he's right about everything. Yeah. And this brings me to light. And in my bring me to light. Uh, in this in in my in my very service level research of the Death Note anime community, I have seen there's a massive group of light Yagami stands, people who are in love with them, side with them. Mm. And you know, Lisa cool. Amane the, for one. <laughs> and, well, I watched I watched a couple TikTok compilations and there was like ones about wanting to fuck light Yagami. Well, that's the thing. It's like if you're into sexy anime boys, he's one of the sexiest. For sure. For sure. However, Richard, I, I I was I was I decided to bring this up because uh, Vincent in our Discord mentioned a very pro light Yagami statement, and I was like, I, I I'm glad you're bringing this up because I wanted to hear your side of the story. I would like to put forward the theory that not only is light a fucking loser weenie, <laughs> but I'd also argue that this is implicit in the text. I'm not saying I don't like the character. It's a Kylo Ren situation. I love Kylo Ren as a character. But one of the reasons I struggled with the anime is I just thought Light was such an edgy, cringy incel. But after watching the films, I think this is entirely the point. This is a story about what happens when a pretentious, insufferable douchebag who thinks he's better than everyone else is given a weapon of mass destruction. Well, that's the thing. It's what happens when someone with a god complex becomes a god. That's fucking great! What yeah. a genius idea! And and that's why people who are like, oh, he's so cool. He's not fucking cool. Well, like <laughs> it, it is like it, it's it's like subtext, but it's it, like it's never really like explicitly stated. But it's it kind of important to his character that he is really smart, at the top of his class. He's really attractive. And he's like really popular as well. Like everyone at school knows who right. Light Yagami is, kind of thing. Right. Um, and it's like yeah, all all that feeds his god complex, and he uses, mm. especially his relationship with women, uses this to his advantage and can like manipulate yeah. people, kind of, like quite easily, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, he is. He's such a brilliant character, but I feel this brilliance has been co-opted in the same way that like Tyler Durden, Tyler Durden, Chaotic White Boys, um, idolize Tyler Durden, even though he's the villain. Yeah. Um, yeah and like he's the joker he, he but no he's not cool the joker is cool though <laughs> like, the, <laughs> like yagami is not cool he's like Rick. he's how old is he supposed to be uh like, he 18 i think at the start of the anime for sure like if i met an 18 year old with that personality i'd be like Whew, you got a lot of growing up to do kid <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. What are the biggest differences between this and the anime? You wanted to talk about this. This is this is the huh? junction. You wanted to talk about it. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, this, I've, I've said all I need to say about the first film. So let's. Yeah, what no, are you? Sorry. What was um, anything you wanted to bring up? So the the biggest thing about um, uh, that that's different, and this and this was interesting for me because uh, so the the um fiance of uh ray pendler pimba he's called in the anime ray iwamatsu because i guess they didn't want to put an american actor in the film um because it's right. like in the anime they're shipped from japan they're shipped from america the fbi agents yeah um so in the anime none of the whole stuff with him forcing her to kill his girlfriend and and the whole public standoff happens none of that happens the girlfriend doesn't really? doesn't even die um what the 
it's so, it feels so essential to this. I think she doesn't die. She's kind of like she, she. Well, she's not even his girlfriend, really. They kind of just he he asks her on a date for the specific pers- purpose of like having a witness for the hostage situation. Um, right. But what happens is that um, he's goes in to to uh, he's dropping off clothes to his dad because he's been spending overnights there and um and uh ray's fiance is is there at the same time just just a a coincidence kind of thing that he and she says oh i think i have information on the kira case and it's and i think she she mentions or it, it somehow comes out that it's like she's ray's fiance and he thinks fuck like she knows the connection of the bus they're gonna know that i was on the bus yada 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 and there's this episode and it's my favorite episode of the show and you know, therefore, mm-hmm. one of my favorite episodes of television, kind of thing, where yeah. it's just them walking together. She says, "Oh, my name is yada yada yada." He goes, "Oh, okay, that's interesting." Writes her name in, in a little page of the death note he's hiding. She doesn't die. Realizes realizes it's an alias, and then has to spend the whole episode talking to her to a gain her trust and B, you know, so he can find out her real name, but also without revealing that he knows it was an alias kind of thing. Um, and the, the end of the episode, when she finally, you know, he reveals he's working on the Keta case. She reveals that she's a former FBI agent who worked under L. Um, they exchange actual information and uh, he writes her name in the death note. It says like that she commits suicide in a way in which her body will never be found. And then, the you know 38 seconds passes and he says and he just says i'm keta and then she you can see her you know lose her free will and she turns around and walks off and it's like this beautiful shot where like where she's walking like turns into like upper gallows it's a great episode yeah i've seen i I think i've seen the that clip you just talked about then Mm. i don't know if i've seen the whole episode but that that I think I had like a weeb friend in high school who tried yeah. to make me watch this show, and I think he might have shown me bits of that episode. Yeah, it, it, like I think that's. Do you one know of those, who, like, Do you know who that friend reminded me of? Who? Light Yagami. <laughs> um, that's but, so funny. Yeah, it, like, I've just made that connection. Now. <laughs> that's where his personality came from. Holy shit! I'm not kidding. <laughs> I, I had a friend who loved Death Note yeah. and was thought of himself in the same way. Light that's thinks so of funny. himself. <laughs> but yeah it is interesting to see like because because um in the in the movie when she reveals like oh i know you're kidder like i'm gonna fucking prove it and i was like ah oh, they're not gonna do the thing they're not gonna do my favorite bit and then the whole way it comes together i was like damn that's pretty fucking good too yeah yeah like it's like yeah. it's like trading a really good scene for a really good way to manipulate the story yeah to this point so is there a, a equivalent in the anime for what happens at the end of this movie like light still joins the task force uh he, he does still join the task force yeah i mean essentially like the film the we we still arrive at this point in the anime it's just uh, the ways yeah. of getting there are slightly different yeah all right that's anything else you want to talk about death note 20 2006 <laughs> uh no that's 2006 i think all right moving on to four months later in 2006 uh was death note the last name or as i like to think of it in my head death note the last name yeah my name is alexander death note (laughs) (laughs) the last name 
Uh, this was also directed by Shisuke Kaneko. Uh, what do you think this has on Rotten Tomatoes? <laughs> How has that not been said already? I, twe- I tweeted it a couple of weeks ago. Oh, nice. I tweeted out, Rotten Tomatoes, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's like bad to the bone. <laughs> yeah. uh, 78%. But ro- rotten is such a grosser word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> bad. <laughs> you know, you, you want to be friends with someone who's bad. You don't want to be friends with someone who's rotten. rotten. <laughs> so you said 78%? Yeah. Uh, it's got 80%, so, oh, so two more percent yeah, nice. than the first one. Uh, and Richard, what is specifically <laughs> Death Note, the last name, 2006? What is this film about? What uh, so in it? this film we meet... Um... We open with Danny California. But we, <laughs> <laughs> we do. We fucking do. Um, and so uh, we meet uh, Misa Amane, who is um, also receives a Death Note. And she te- we technically met her in the last film, yeah, but the last it was sort of like this yeah. weird setup for yeah. what happens next. And she's she's a bit more careless with her death note. She also has the Shinigami eyes, which is uh, where you only need a face to kill someone. You don't need their real name. Um, yeah, well, you, you, know, you do need their real life. name, but yeah, you trade half your remaining lifespan and it allows you to see people's real name and remaining lifespan written yeah. ab- like above their head kind of thing. Like the video for Saving Me by Nickelback. Precisely. <laughs> Song I'm surprised didn't show up at the end of this one. Yeah, yeah. Fucking almost. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Misa is, go, goes on a killing spree and makes the presence known like uh, to the public and is being a bit more careless. The second carer. Yeah. And... Um, through various circumstances, they she manages to find light. She's a worshipper of Keta because uh, people killed her parents and then Keta killed that person. Um, yeah. And so she, she's she's a worshipper. And, and Keta has a lot of worshippers around the, around the world. Yeah. And so because light doesn't have, you can't see the remaining lifespan if uh, that person is also the owner of a death note. And so she's able to know that light is Keta. And confronts him and says like i want to be your girlfriend and let's be death note buddies kind of thing she's she's a fucking simp um like of the highest caliber for light it's like would you believe it's toned down in this film from the anime (laughs) like (laughs) i have i have comments on that but continue yeah so what they what happens in this film um is that the, the the investigation is very clearly pointing to it's Misa and Light are the two. And this this happens quite quickly. It's like essentially confirmed. So what they do is they relinquish ownership of their death notes, which erases their memories of the death note. They still remember everything else that has happened in that time, but they the any memories of the death note are gone. And they both end up in being placed like in constantly monitored captivity. It's worth noting that Light confronts Al before he's given up the death note and says, hey, maybe I am Kira and I don't remember Mm. it. Let's lock me up and see what happens. Because Light, Light, uh, Al already suspects Kira and has the whole time. Yeah, suspects Light. Sorry, yes. And so while they're in captivity and both their death notes... um, One of the death notes has now been given to a... um, uh, what's the, like a newsreader, a journalist mm. kind of thing. And um, she starts using it to get ahead in life. And so after a while, um, Light is cleared of all suspicion. So is Misa. Yeah. Um, and they say, well, Elle still has that suspicion that it's like, I think the powers are transferable and you would you were Keta, but now you've forgotten. 
um, somehow. But then with you know, the, the police task force, with the help of Light, now track down the new Kira, who is this this journalist I mentioned. And when they get the, they solve the case and they get the death note, by touching the death note, all of his memories return. And he's now cleared of all suspicion in the middle of the task force and has access to a death note again. Yeah. And all the task force can now see Ryuk as well. Yeah, because because they've all they've all touched it. And Shinigami are now real life canon. <laughs> um, but there's some new rules added to the Death Note, like fake rules that further clear of light of of ever being a suspect, kind of thing. Yeah. But yeah, I did now have to explain more to explain what happens next. <laughs> so um, Rem is Mises Shinigami. So like each each Death Note is connected to a Shinigami. When you touch it, you can see that shinigami and um essentially if we find out that a shinigami that protects a human that you know like um that, that kills another human to ex- extend a human's lifespan that that kills them light essentially forces a situation where misa is going to be killed that that the only way to save misa is to kill l and so mm-hmm. rem is because Rem has fallen in love with Misa, Rem is forced to write Al's real name in the Death Note, killing Al and Rem. And now, you know, there's there's nothing in in Light's way. Um, yeah. But then it's it's well, his dad's still here of the task force, so he he uh, creates a situation where he is going to have to kill his dad and get the original Death Note back. And because he's holding on to it for safekeeping. So he writes a he he meets up with his dad, um, and then ends up writing he writes his dad's name of the death note, but then he doesn't die. And then Al shows up and reveals that the death note he has is a fake, but how Al survived his name being written in Reem's death note is that he wrote his own name in the death note um a few days earlier essentially sealing his fate that like making him immortal <laughs> until his, 20 days until, until his, he pr- dies. his decided date of death um and then it's the whole task force shows up and it's like hey it's pretty fucking obvious you're kidder because you just admitted you are and then uh light begs ryuk to kill all the task force so that he can keep on being kidder and Ryuk says, yeah, I'll fucking write a name in the death note. And he writes Light's name. Uh, and then uh, Light dies. Light dies and uh, Al dies 20 days later. Yeah. Um, his heart stops beating. Mm-hmm. Qu- he quietly dies and his heart stopped beating. Uh, what did you think of this film? This is great. So mm. Death Note, the anime, has a, has a famously weak second half. Can we talk about that later? Yeah not right now yeah, yes but but i'm just yeah. j- j- just it, it, suffice to say i prefer this ending the the, the very yeah. end of the anime is is quite good but it's it's what takes to get there the, the lead up to it isn't great but this this ending is like yeah this this is the right ending for the story um mm-hmm. the the thing of writing your own name in the death note to delay your own death that never comes up in the anime and that is such that's, that's such a like when when I saw that, because that's cause, obviously that's yeah. that's Hank catching Walt eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's when you, that's <sighs> when you find out that that Walt's DA his brother his brother in laws on the DA. You go, well, at some point in the show, he's gonna find out. Mm. That's that's what that is. Yeah. For, and, for and like to me, that blew my mind because that that was like, oh, I've like like you said, every single 
like everything we need to know so that that is like a feasible option is laid out perfectly and in the anime it doesn't ever feel like oh it's weird that no one did this um because you know you're told that like yeah that the the terms of their death can't be changed you're never shown like that writing an earlier one which you know that's yeah it's it's brilliant and um the other thing the other kind of big change that um is is really interesting i know you said not to talk about the change or the the ending but um rem in this is um a male whereas it's uh, rem's a female in the anime oh interesting which completely changes the dynamic of what well, feel you know it, it changes the dynamic a bit of um the the relationship between rem and misa because it's it it immediately strikes you as more of like a, a mother-daughter kind of thing um right. whereas it's like this this you know i'm like it's it's a little bit seedier like it, it, it's it's less it's a less platonic love it feels like um but and and that's not me just that that's not just lesbian erasure it's like the way it's no. played is more of a like protective than like lustful yeah 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 all right so i also really like this one but as um was probably clear from your uh as eloquent as it could have been summation <laughs> of the plot this one is a bit more complicated and a it's like a touch harder to follow mm. and i think if you're a stickler for the more grounded aspects of death note uh this definitely is the more fantastical one of the two mm. um i remember sitting there watching this movie and there's the whole task force are talking to a, a, a shinigami mm. and i was like this is kind of this is a little looks a little bit ridiculous yeah but it's also like, earned i guess by by it, it, yeah. it's it's like it's the next evolution of the first film. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and with that, yeah, it's exactly. The stakes are higher, so that's that's cool too. Um, I I really like how Al indulges Light by appearing to be his partner while also still regularly accusing him mm. of being Keta. And it's pretty funny how Al pretty much suspects Light from the beginning because this would be so annoying to the pretentious weenie that I believe Light <laughs> is. Like, this would be infuriating. Yeah. He thinks he's so sly mm. and the a detective, one detective, is brought on the task force yeah. and immediately suspects Yeah, cool, because it's like, why does he think I am? I'm, I'm Kira. I'm, I am, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the addition of Misa to the main cast is probably my favorite part of the second film. Her and Light have this a deliciously kinky dynamic um and i'm gonna get a little horny on main here to describe this next uh, mm. opinion i have i think if i were to remake these films yeah which for a long time was going to be my continue the franchise pitch um it's not anymore so i can say that now <laughs> i'd drum up this aspect way more it's interesting to hear that it is in, drummed up in the anime because really i would love for death note the last name to be this filthy steamy <laughs> sexy movie you know yeah. um this version is a little too coy it's like got it's got flavors of the impl it's implied that there's a a power dynamic mm. there um but it, it it never explicitly gets sexual but uh, it feels like it would fe it feels like a great opportunity to me to create this dom sub dynamic between the two characters that's kind of what despite, you get in the anime yeah 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 because despite devoting herself to light and saying i'll do whatever you say she also has a walking talking safeguard in her shinigami mm. rem right so so it almost feels like a vaguely sex positive display of a faux power dynamic you yeah, know yeah. it's there, there's a kinkiness to it where it's like <laughs> i'm little daddy little girl is that what it's called little girl yeah, yeah, yeah but but there's a safe word and if you do screw me over 
this guy will kill you. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, like, so it's it's false. It's a false power dynamic, which makes it kind of safe. Like, everything's kind of above board because they they have that mm. kinkiness. The fact that the that this kinkiness feels underutilized in the film is one of my small problems with it because I was so into this relationship, but it feels like once it's established, the plot moves straight to her being caught right mm. it's it's i'll do anything you say next day she's arrested mm. um and it feels like i want i want to see a montage here of the two of them killing murderers and evading suspicion but having before having hot kinky but boundary respecting sex <sighs> and this montage is kind of in the netflix version yeah. which is the nicest thing i can say <laughs> about the netflix version um and what do you do you agree like there, there's mm. this smolder to it that yeah, I, I yeah, kind of sure. wish in a, in a in a less family friendly not that these movies are family friendly but they certainly they're not very sexual yeah. and a, in a more sexual movie I feel like this would be some little Japanese boys sexual awakening yeah. <laughs> you know or even Japanese girls too. <laughs> I think Mesa and the anime yeah, yeah. definitely fulfilled that kind of thing um, yeah, yeah. like it, it, they, because of their relationship goes on longer in the anime as well but it's it's very much like a I'm obsessed with you <laughs> like and he's yeah. he, he wants nothing to do with her they end up together for like five or six years what and how long is that? it's unclear if they ever consummate the relationship kind of thing um oh, but it, wow. it's very much like yeah she is like full-on simp kind of thing that it's like um and he essentially he he you know thinks of Misa as being so far beneath him intellectually that he mm. doesn't trust her to be any further than arms reach away and also knowing that someone else with the same powers and with the shinigami eyes that i can manipulate her however i want like it's 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 interesting that you have this very healthy read on the relationship because it's it's so unhealthy um at its core but, but the, the a, thing it's, of it's the, a paradox of, of yeah it. yeah exactly but um but obviously yeah like after after rem's death the the relationship continues longer in the anime than it does right. here um and that, so that's when you lose that that safety net once you become king incel you become volcel yeah where yeah, yeah you're so pretentious and so despising of women that you don't want to consummate yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this this is the all of this being said with this this one small criticism being literally the only time across the two movies that i felt any remote urge to watch a longer more spread out version of the story <laughs> i i gotta say i know a lot of our death note fans like our listeners who are death note fans are maybe hoping that this will inspire me to watch the anime now I don't want to. Like, I honestly can't imagine the story being improved that much by having more stuff happen in it uh, outside of this one example. And that's maybe just because I'm being fucking horny. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. it's it's the only thing I, that made me go, huh, I would have liked to see, have seen more of this. Yeah, right. Everything else, I can't imagine this being better spread out across multiple episodes it's so well paced it's so tight and oh so now you say it's well paced why is that they said the star was was poorly paced but the rest wasn't (laughs) what do you like what do you say to that that i probably i genuinely probably won't watch the anime despite really enjoying Uh, yeah i um these movies and like it's part of this um this idea the anime like it was my first exposure to it and like i'm so attached to that like the cast and the overacting and like the voice of light kind of thing um and there there is um the kind of um what what you were saying about like we're kind of friends but i also like 
I am going to constantly accuse you of being Keta. That that's that's quite a fun <laughs> dragged out. But there's a whole. Oh, it's beautiful. There's a it's whole beautiful. period of time it's, it's... where um where Light uh, and Al are handcuffed together. And like, and he, okay. they go on dates. So it's more fun bottle episode. Yeah, exa- yeah, exactly. Yeah, but and and so like, um, Misa, um, Misa like go on dates, and Al's sitting there, kind of thing. And there's one bit where they all hold hands and dance around in a circle, um, <laughs> which is like, it, it it's justified in the show. But yeah, I watched I watched a brief. T- brief tiktok compilation mm. of death note themed tiktoks and there was one clip i thought was pretty funny where where misa goes i can't imagine a world without light and there's a pause and then al goes yes that would be very dark and then yeah <laughs> then light goes would you shut up <laughs> yeah, a second? Yeah. Like, that's pretty funny um yeah okay that 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 whets my appetite a little it's like see. like it's one of those things that like yeah maybe like it's it's you just it's character stuff that you that you that's folded yeah. it, you know um which is crazy yeah. because the the that dynamic of al and light it's it's like in a in a movie series or an intellectual property where the like image they use to sell the series is this demonic eight foot tall winged beast <laughs> mm. the most interesting thing about it is the quasi hatred friendship mm. between two human characters yeah you know yeah that's that's very cool and um yeah yeah, there's because because there is a whole bit where it's like like where Al says essentially like, oh, it's annoying that you're Kira because you're probably the closest thing I've ever had to a friend. That's beautiful. That's so yeah. Good. And oh my, I'm gonna tell you about the scene from the anime. That's not. It's not in the. It's only in the anime. It's not in this or in the manga or anything. It, it is. It is my next point after this other point, which is uh, Rem looks weirdly way worse than Ryuk. Yeah. Uh, Rem is more late PS2 than early. Well, Rem's also just a worse Continue. character design, I think. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, so there's a bit in the anime. This is the, the episode that the L dies, and um, and we'll kind of talk about how the, this ending is different. But so the 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 anime has essentially the, the bit where Al falls over in his chair and dies, um, or mm. quote unquote dies in the movie. Um, nothing after that happens in the anime. Um, that that like that's, that that's that the death blows of Al. my mind. <laughs> how do you write the story and not see how important Al is? Yeah, what? To yeah, it? like, like <sighs> even even more so with what happens after that. But the the episode where it's like Al essentially he feels it in the air there's something he knows this is probably his last day on earth essentially and he goes mm-hmm. up to the roof and it's pouring rain and he's standing there essentially like you know this is probably the last time i'm ever going to feel rain and light comes up and is essentially like what are you doing and it's one of those things where it's like they're talking like friends but you know that it's like that there's this whole other dynamic going on and there's a bit where where al's like says something about like can you hear that and it's like i i can the, the bells are ringing or something like that mm. and it's one it's like this beautiful scene of the two of them on the roof and then they go inside and they they take off their <laughs> they take off their wet clothes essentially and, and get changed but there's a bit where light is sitting there they're sitting on these steps and he's um putting on dry socks and Al just stops and like massages his bare feet, and it's this like that's cool. It, it's it's this thing of like you talk to Did that people yeah. about Death Note and they go, oh, that the, the feet scene, you know. It's it's like one of those like famously divisive and bizarre things, and it was created specifically. It's not in the manga. Well, do you do you, not to get it's um, a biblical not reference. to return. Yeah, 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 not to return to my growing up Christian yeah. roots, but it's Jesus would clean the feet of. 
you know as as an act of service it's, it's yeah. it was like a a way to show that like even the son of god is not above not better than other humans yeah. i guess yeah maybe. ain't too proud to be i'm not christian anymore yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so i don't know it's, it's like when you when you the bible is like a death note and as soon as you give up christianity yeah but yeah it's, it's the super interesting scene and and the, the back-to-back of those to the one on the roof and then that one it's like watching it because the first time i watched it, it obviously very stands out as like a very strange scene uh, but then watching it this time i was like fuck this is the most beautiful scene in the film like it in, sounds in the, in the it sounds gorgeous yeah it it, sounds it's such gorgeous. an interesting scene that's the kind of scene that i would i would love to write like mm. if i was involved in the show and then someone's like can you write a, a couple of scenes yeah. for this i'd be like okay bear with me uh he massages his outside of foot massages what else what does that so it just ends with al dying i've talked to a few people over the past fortnight Mm -hmm. who have said i watched it up until al died yeah and i and it's like well no shit this sounds richard this sounds awful (laughs) that it keeps going after well not even that it keeps going i don't i i'd hate it if the in these movies if light one i just really dislike like i like Mm. as a character but dislike light as a person and i feel like it's a less smart ending for light to win yeah uh, like he ultimately doesn't win um right at the the very end of the series yeah that's so um but he he has his victory over over l um Mm. and so and so l dies looking into light's eyes it's just the two of them and uh, he he doesn't say it, but it's it's very clear that with his eyes, Light admits to being Kira in Al's mm. final moments, kind of thing. And um, then the next episode is a clip show. <laughs> um, and then what? after that, we're... <laughs> I've never heard of a drama having a clip show before. Well, it's it's like a recap because it was they were it, it's they're not technically seasons, but they were released a while apart. Right. I think. Then we're introduced to two new people who it's essentially like, oh, Al secretly trained two people, and, and they're, uh, just, they're just Al. Uh, bad. And bad. so, bad, yeah, bad, bad. <laughs> <laughs> there is a time jump, um, yeah, which is four to six years, something like that, and um, we kind of rejoin the timeline when the American government has said. Uh, we're not going to try and catch Kira anymore. We're not. We're, we're not going to argue with them anymore. Which is a really interesting thing, and like that's something that I wish had been explored more in it. Mm. The idea that like the, the the American government being like, uh, he's too powerful. We're bound to him. Yeah, Sweet, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But yeah, like uh, the the two kids, because they are just kids. All of them are just kids. But like um, the main one, who's like actually like a little boy who's named Nia, mm. which uh is in the, in next, movie. the next film we're going to discuss yeah. but yeah and essentially it's like it just picks up where l left off the um and so uh light becomes the new l or he he they, they try and hide the fact that l is dead and they just say oh light you can be l from now on um and yeah there's there's more people get the death note as well and and things like that also the, the whole midsection of the journalist getting the death note uh in the is a lot better in the movie um, because right. in the anime, it's like a, it's like a company that had their board of directors like share the death note, or like one of them has it, but they don't know which one. But every day they're like, "Oh, who should we kill next?" Kind of thing, not knowing who in the room is actually doing it. Right. And it's a very like because at that point in the in the in the show, it's it's not clear where this is going. Is it like 
have they just because it goes for like six episodes six to eight episodes something like that and it's like this is actually like, what are you doing why why has light not been in it kind of thing do you know this sounds like the japanese twin peaks <laughs> yeah. that's what this very similar um like data readout in terms of how good each section of mm. the show is like mm. twin peaks was like a real good first season real good half of second uh, first half of second season yeah. then like the worst thing you've ever seen for the rest of the second season <laughs> until the last episode which is one of the best episodes of television i've ever seen um mm. nice all right so um i i will say I can understand seeing an ending that sounds pretty trash and then seeing this one and thinking it's way better. I wasn't completely in love with this ending. I was quite conflicted on it and still kind of like figuring out my feelings towards it. I definitely mm. think it's good that um, the the best part is that both die and that Al does it in such a sacrificial way mm. that that they both got each other essentially right yeah yeah, yeah. So that that's yeah. really cool and, and that's and that's a better ending than what we got yeah. and that's the thing where i was like fuck this is like yeah. such an improvement what i what i wasn't too sure about is i don't know why ryuk kills light i don't know why he decides he he does in the anime as well what what is there a reason uh, right at the start of when, when he first gets to the death note he says like i'm gonna be the one that writes your name that, that writes your name right. in the death note and it's and he's fulfilling his promise and essentially it's um in the movie it's like because because it's when light begs him to kill everyone and he's like fuck you dude i'm not on your side right um and it's and it's like to him it's like yeah pff, okay this was fun for a little bit he's playing a game with the mm. with the human world and he's like all right this is fun for a bit but you're being a dick so fuck you whereas in the um in the anime it's like uh he, he's been shot up by the police so he's, he's on death's door anyway light and then ryuk's kind of like ah, just give it up dude and writes his name that's it's, it's more i like, like that better i think just that yeah. little clip i think that that exchange mm. sounds better where it's ryuk being like just give it up whereas in the movie it just seems like a, a random roll of the dice yeah he, he also like in the show he he like says i told you i would write your name kind yeah. of thing and he's like and dude it's your fucking time like yeah do you know do you know what's great is like intimate moments between mortal enemies it's it's a thing Mm. we've seen in a lot of of, sort of Yu-Gi-Oh as well but like it's like it's just it gets me (laughs) yeah like when when kaiba potentially kills himself to see the pharaoh again yeah and 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 you see it in things like lost and and a lot of and breaking bad as well and like a lot of these things Mm. i really dig it's such a complex human emotion that i've never experienced because i've never had a mortal Mm. enemy but it's it's really profound i've never had intimate moments with mine Uh, (laughs) with any of them anyway uh you have no mortal enemies and i have several if if anyone's wondering the song in the in the credits for this movie is heyo by snow heyo Heyo (laughs) so you've just watched this i loved that that was so funny man complex uh tale of two cities kind of greek tragedy and then it ends when i sit at home come get a little All right, so the next film we watched was a spin-off film. It's the Puss in Boots mm. to the first two movies. Shrek. Yeah, I was I was thinking. Yeah, I was thinking this that, that like this is a legit one hundred percent spin-off. This is a this is dictionary definition yep. spin-off. Yep. Um you, you look up spin-off in the dictionary and it says It says Puss in Boots, uh, Al change the world, get him to the uh, Greek. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I was like, like, how often do we get like legit spin-offs on this podcast? Like we've yeah, get him to the Greek Puss and Boots, uh, Hobbs and Shaw. Mm. 
the American Pie series, I guess. But even those are like, I, this this feels like a very pure spinoff. Sure. Yeah. That it's it's a it's a side adventure from a, a beloved character. Yeah. So this is called Al Change the World. <laughs> the Al in World is is capitalized <laughs> because yeah. that's cool. Um, <laughs> this was directed. This came out in two thousand eight. Was directed by Hideo Nakata. I'm sorry. I I feel so bad whenever I pronounce anything that isn't European <laughs> on this show. Hideo Nakata. Um, um, and did you look up his filmography? No, tell me. Uh, he did uh, the Ring films oh the, shit the original japanese oh, rings the, yeah. ringu cool that's awesome yeah but he, he also directed um uh the ring too the american one Do you he know di- so he, wow that's really interesting yeah so so he, he did ring ring two and the ring two right oh, right okay that's really that's yeah. strange that's so strange uh yeah. um what do you think al change the world has on rotten tomatoes uh it'd be lower like significantly lower i'd imagine um maybe like 40-ish richard what if i were to tell you that al change the world doesn't have a rotten tomato score i wouldn't believe you it has a it has a 64 percent audience score but i haven't been talking about the audience score doesn't have a critic score this has got to be the best movie we've ever watched on this podcast that doesn't have a critic score on rotten tomatoes usually this title is reserved for beethoven sequels (laughs) like Mm. this is a strange movie to not have a single critic review at least not Mm. one recorded um no i think it's like five is the threshold or something right there you go uh what do what is this movie about um so this this is a really interesting thing and this was like when i was like ah this is a fucking good idea is um so that this is set in the um 20 days between when uh our, our light dies and uh owls uh you, you know his his predetermined date of death um yeah. so it's essentially the, the 20 days where al was unkillable yeah and also knowing he's at the end of his life and so um it's about a virus it's about <laughs> a deadly virus yeah it's a hundred times more infectious than ebola and it it destroys this village in thailand uh with a soul survivor who's this kid who takes who al takes under his wing yeah it, it's kind of just like a reasonably run-of-the-mill yeah. detective story this one isn't like, one we it, need it, to tell every single plot point and i'm like yeah exactly two. um he stops the pandemic at the end yeah um and then he he, he leaves the the little boy at um uh like a an orphanage kind of thing um where he grew up and um tells him his name is near yeah, he, he names the kid near uh which is his protege in the anime yeah um so what did you think it, you hadn't so you hadn't, oh, so you hadn't seen any of these so yeah what do you think yeah i hadn't seen it well it's in the, the netflix one yeah. but um yeah this um yeah i like I, I liked it enough you know it was it was good it was pretty good and it yeah. was cool seeing al again um and i was still this one was is also dubbed and so i was able to watch it you know and right. see the the performance of of um of al i watched these subbed by the way if anyone's wondering yeah like a weeb <laughs> i thought this was by and large pretty good uh but nowhere mm. near as sharp as the previous two there was some stuff i yeah. quite liked a lot and some stuff i really didn't like which is the first time there's mm. been something i really didn't like in the series yeah so i liked that we got to deconstruct the character of Elmore. there's a really uh, wonderful scene where the kids he's hanging out with that he's taking he's taking a little girl and a little boy under his wing um they tell they get him to stand up straight and stop eating candy and it's a real moment mm. of calm and i was like 
I was ready to give this movie three stars, and then that scene happened, and I was like, mm, that's probably three and a half stars. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like because it's just it's just this really beautiful human moment. Um, yeah, and it yeah, and quite often with these kind of movies, like you lose a lot of the charm of. The the, the 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 side the character revealing, by making them revealing the, the the magic of them as well like solo yeah. and it, this one yeah didn't you know it, it's it, and and also like with with a character like Al who's based around having so many quirks yeah. um you you also expect them to kind of you know get get a bit uh, grating by the end of a a solo feature and they didn't and like they, they yeah. even go as far as to do the the um the 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 sin of the spin-off the sin-off and explain his quirks in this film they explain mm. why he eats so much candy and i didn't mind that either strangely enough maybe yeah. it was just because it was in another language i don't know why i didn't mind it but yeah yeah it's it's also um it's also a more like interestingly made film i think as right. well um just in terms of the filmmaking the the first two were, were quite like you said they're low budget and kind of flat in, in a lot of ways whereas this one it felt just more like it was there was a, a filmmaker behind the yeah. lens essentially yeah. you know okay so i also like that he smiles at the end as he's walking off into the sunset mm. you see him smile um what yeah. i really didn't like though and this is going to be controversial because you just said you liked this i didn't like it all that the film is set in the 20 days before al's death I understand. I understand why that's a cool setup. Yeah. Why that's a cool setup for any movie, right? Mm. And I understand why it's alluring. It adds a ticking clock. I think that's all great. But it completely undermines the ending of the last name. Yeah, yeah. To me, I get what you mean. Because now the last thing Al ever did wasn't give up his own life in order to best Kira in a cosmic battle between good and evil, <laughs> life and death. Yeah. Instead, the last thing he did was prevent a global pandemic. <laughs> Which didn't work, mm. by the way, Al. Um, <laughs> uh, it works in the movie. Um, I just think that for a story that is so good and genuine at being poetic, it's this such this yeah. is poetry. Death Note is poetry. You've got me saying it, Richard. Death Note is poetry. <laughs> yes, the, the, we got him, boys. This, this spinoff, the the premise of it, completely saps the poetry from those original yeah. films. Yeah, and I get that. And I think I'm I'm kind of like I 100 percent agree with what you're saying. And, and I was talking more from like a that's such a cool idea to set it then it's a cool idea for a movie to do it for this movie is i'm like yeah yeah but also because because the character of al is like he's a world famous detective and he's that you know he's brought in he's known by reputation only that he's he's solved all these high profile cases so it's not like you can't just do one of his earlier cases which is the next thing i was gonna say is this could just be a Mm. prequel you could do a whole series Mm. like al is clearly the character that everyone's clamoring for more of right you yeah, do exactly. you do a prequel series that's a um case of the week story could even be monster of the week because he's not he's not surprised when he sees a shinigami which suggests he's fucked with the supernatural before you know like yeah. you could do an x files yeah. but with light there's a very um it's a very funny moment. It's 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 the moment where you're finally like oh this is what it was all leading to when um so Al is the first one to get the death note after it's been out of their position out of light's position for for weeks um and he's like oh shit that's a shinigami and he hands it to al to, to light so who like who then has all of his memories flood back to him in an instant and it's like this massive like it's you know it's 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 animated very dramatically of all this shit like shooting into his head and he screams <laughs> and he's sitting next to al and al's just like 
Oh, I guess it would be pretty scary seeing a Shinigami. <laughs> <laughs> like he just links the, he just got this massive right. <laughs> That's great. Um, I had to pause this movie midway through because I was falling asleep and I had a cursed post five p.m. nap at about seven forty-five in the evening. Uh, that'll uh, do. It. That's a note. That's a note I've written down. I woke up with a start at about 8 p.m. It's a 15-minute nap. Woke up because I vomited in my mouth a little bit. I just had a milkshake for dinner, which in itself is a whole thing, and then woke up going, let's not go into it now. <laughs> uh, Rich, I don't have much else to say about Light to Change the World. Is there anything else? Yeah, because it's, it's an original story. It's, yeah. it's you know, it's, I can't talk about it from that perspective. But... Um, yeah, I, I like I, I do like the idea like the, the we talked about the sitting at that twenty days thing. I do like the idea that um putting Al on a case where it's important that he can't die, like he he's immune to the virus, essentially. Right. Um and so it's like, yeah, you know, they they do at least do that. But yeah, it does it does ruin the poetry because we see his death again in the film. Mm. Um Or do we? No, you don't. You see him walk off. No, you don't. There's a post-credit scene of him, um, uh, and, which, and then it fades to like a Al Lawley at rest in right. peace, um, because I think Al is actually just his real name. <laughs> <laughs> you never see it like a proper, like you never see it in English. But if Al was anime, his real name, um, did just no one think to write Al on the death note? Well, no one knew his last name. Right. All right. Uh, yeah. All right, well, uh, now we're going to talk about uh, Death Note, Light Up the New World, uh, which came out in 2016. Oh, if I'm doing the same thing I did with Al Change the World, it's Death Note, Light (laughs) Up the New World. (laughs) God, fuck, that peaked my audio. Yeah, I I heard. That's going to fuck the... um, the when i try to uh max out all peaks to zero mm. fun podcast other podcast editors you know what i'm talking about <laughs> uh yeah. this was directed by shinsuke sato so it came out quite a long time later eight years after al changed the world and 10 years after uh the last name directed by shinsuke sato uh, what do you think this has on Ron Tomatoes? Uh, I I I know this one's quite low. It's like twenty or forty. Forty, yeah, forty yeah. percent on Ron Tomatoes. And what is it about? Uh, so it's about it's set ten years later. It's a it's a distant sequel kind of thing, and it's um, there's now cyber terrorism, and there's a new Riyazaki and um, or new new Al for those who don't know what that means. Yeah. um (laughs) um, so yeah there's essentially there's evidence that points to the fact that there's new death notes and then um they real they find out there are six death notes in the human world and there can only ever be six um if the seventh one would have dropped it would not take it it wouldn't work essentially yeah and then we kind of have this like you you said it to me the other day that it's like it's essentially it's it's collecting the infinity stones that it's you, they've got to collect all six yeah. notebooks and yeah essentially everyone wants it because it's like well obviously the, the death note is the most powerful weapon in history and whoever own if you are able to own and hold on to all six no one will ever have one to use against you kind of thing right i actually completely i the whole time i was like what happens when you get all six but that makes sense yeah. is that it, it means because e- even if someone finds another death note it won't work because you already have six yeah. 
Um, and so, yeah, obviously the police are like, yeah, well, if we have all six, then nothing can happen. And then there's a couple of bad guys that are trying to get them. Um, and uh, yeah, then it's, um, uh, what happens then? <laughs> ah, it's such a hard work to explain what happens. Yeah. Uh, um well okay we there's there's a main character i didn't realize was the main character till about three quarters of the way through the film um mm. and he ends up there's there's like a second they think that lights back even though he died and um it ends with uh how does it end oh it, it ends with the i don't know the bad guy gets killed the good guys yeah. get killed it's yeah so it's, <laughs> essentially it's like um I actually the, found this very hard to follow towards the end, so I'm probably not the best person to describe. Well, yes. Yeah. So, so, so our main character has 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 had his memory wiped, and what is actually Kira. Um, yeah, it, like, it does. It does the thing that halfway through the first film, I was like, "This would be an interesting way to tell the story," which is you follow the perspective of someone who, at the end, the twist reveal is they are Kira and they had their memory wiped. Like, because yeah. watching the second film, I was like, imagine if Death Note was about this and the twist of the movie, the twist of the story mm. is finding out the main yeah, character. Yeah, and, and that's what this film does. Yeah. Um, the, the, the leader of the task force is, um, is revealed to be Keta. Fucking chair. That's not Richard farting everybody. That's his chair creaks. I, I did. I, I have farted a few times. <laughs> <laughs> his chair, which I've begged him for years to change out because I always hear it creaking. <laughs> I did I for a while as well. Oh um, but now it's it's in the other room. Um, <laughs> I am I'm changing podcasting. Probably the next time we record, I'll be in a You're different room in the house. Rooms. Mm, What's that? Yeah. That just, um, I'm currently in like our second living room. Um, and it doesn't have a there's no door between the two and yeah we now have our spare room free again so we've got like a master bedroom and a smaller bedroom and we're like well how much time do you actually spend in your bedroom you don't need that much space hmm. so we're moving uh our bedroom to be in the spare bedroom and then are uh, going to set up the main bedroom as like a half spare bedroom half office space um so, I mean, we'll probably have the same echoey issues we had when I first moved into this house, <laughs> but uh, we are going to, there'll be a lot more stuff in the room to dampen the sound. There'll be rugs. I'll probably take the blanket I have behind me uh, to dampen the sound. I'll probably take that with me. Um, yeah. Hey, and and, and want to also set up like a retro gaming kind of thing. Put oh. my like, put my 360. I want to get a Nintendo 64, but they're hard to come by. I know I've you have one. one you don't use. I never um, use it, Richard, and you can't have it. <laughs> I, I messaged you the other day to ask if I could and buy I it. I didn't and you reply. The message. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, but put the PS1 in there and shit as well. And, nice. Yeah. And hey, I've recently got an Ethernet cable, so we haven't had any mm. internet trouble this time. <laughs> okay, well, th- and that's what happens at the end of Light Up the New World. <laughs> well, yeah, so, so the thing is that it, it ends up with... Um, I don't want to dwell on it because it's just a bunch of complex back and forths. That, yeah, well, that, I just want to say how, how, the, how the film actually ends yeah, because I know there's a it. thing at the end of the film that we both want to talk about. Um, go so Al... Huh? I said yeah. go for it. Just uh, go. Sorry? <laughs> <laughs> what was um, that? No! <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, uh, Al, the new Al's name has been um, written in the death note. And um, the new Kira has been arrested 
and it's 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 a very like we're not so different you and i kind of scene yeah, yeah, where yeah. it's like they, they, they still respect each other they still respect each other's like deductive abilities and ryuzaki slash l comes into his his cell and says like we should trade places like you go keep being l you're probably you're probably the best person in the world you're probably the most qualified person to keep you know these death notes safe essentially um mm. and i'll stay here and just die in your place no one knows who we are no one knows what we look like and and they and they agree to it and also the other thing that kind of happens at the end which which is interesting is that they say like oh we've got all six death notes now like and we're never going to use them again and and the shinigami's like humans are always going to use death notes yeah humans are greedy disgusting creatures and no matter what happens no matter what you do they're going to find out a way to use them and the convoy truck that was transporting them uh destroys four of them um and so now it's like yep now four death notes are just going to pop up somewhere in the world and and now we've got the new l uh to look for them yeah and and l real well riyazaki and new l share each other's names um it's like he says my real name is this because the police don't tell each other their names because we live in a post death note world you know uh and uh what does riyazaki says like our our real names are both so he he says our names are both so ordinary which i really like that line i don't know why it's like the most beautiful line in the franchise it's 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 poetry the death note is poetry yeah i don't know like it's just it's 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 the that line, if this was an Oscar-winning film, that would be the the Oscar scene. The Oscar you know? scene they wouldn't show. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's Burn, suck on that I, Steven Soderbergh. I think, I think it's because so much of Death Note, and specifically this film, is about the importance of one's name in a. Mm. I, and in fact, a lot of exactly. anime is about that. Like your name, like Spirited Away is is all, and your name is all about. <sighs> like that's two examples we came up with independently, accidentally. We're like, yeah, well, I, well, your I name like that, is. That thing of like i thought surely this is the obvious one he's talking about yeah yeah, yeah. you were thinking of a different one <laughs> the one without your name in the title yeah, um, yeah, yeah. like it's it's such a, it's such seems to be such a like signifier for identity and in light up the new world there is a um there, there's a malaise that washes over the police force because they can't tell anyone their real name there's a there's mm. a, a blues to it you know what i mean by that yeah a blues yeah, yeah. yeah like like i got the i got the blank blues i've got the anonymous blues like i can't <laughs> yeah, tell yeah, anyone yeah. my yeah, name I, it's I, like i get it yeah they're, they're well, like yeah, it's that thing that the, the whole the whole death note saga is about the importance of a name and it's like the the the, the greatest killer the world has ever known's weapon is mm. your name and and the, the the thing you have to protect is your name and it's like and, and essentially it's just it's it's them realizing or or, or him, him realizing at the end like they're just words yeah yeah, yeah. it's, it's yeah. beautiful it's gorgeous line. it's good it's good however after talking about this i am live on the pod going to take this film half a star down on letterboxd i think <gasps> I've now got it at three and a half because I still quite liked it. I, I, it, it, you explaining it then, I was like, fuck, this is a complicated plot to try and understand. And not in a good way, not in the way that the first two are good. Um, I was going to say, I think it's relatively even with the first two, but I think, cause I was like, I disagree with critics. I still do. I think it's better than Al, uh, change the world. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think 
it's it's just a little too convoluted i think well yeah i, I think I, as well i went into it having seen it had 40 percent of rotten tomatoes and thinking ah i like, didn't know that yeah. because 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 i i was so shocked at how good the first two were and yeah. and also i'll change the world and then i was like oh, okay so this is this is the point of diminishing returns and then i was like this is fucking just it, it, again it looks a lot better and like just being oh, a 2016 Ryuk, film Ryuk looks great in it oh my god it looks incredible it's it's, yeah. it's the oh, it's it's the same matte cgi jap like very japanese like very well not very japanese but very non-american uh mm. But it's it's ten years later. Do you know what it is? Mm. It reminds me of the CGI in Neil Blomkamp's movies and like District right. Nine or Chappie. Like it's, I was going to say, yeah. Um, it reminds me of the CGI in another 2016 um uh film, which revitalized Japanese film, which revitalized a franchise. Um, Shin Godzilla. Ah, yes. No, and that, I would also categorize that with District yeah. Nine. It's it's this weird. It, it looks baked into the the shot. Whereas like mm, yeah, MCU yeah. CGI looks a little more put on top of the shot. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It, 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 it is, it is cool because because yeah, Shin Godzilla has really interesting. And also, if you're the Shin Ultraman trailer, it's that same kind of thing where it's like, yeah, it, it's just it's it's foreign essentially. It's foreign to us. There's absolutely there there are there is absolutely a concrete concept we're discussing here but neither yeah. you or i know what we're talking about no, enough so about it VFX, sounds yeah. yeah so it sounds like we're not saying anything there's a specific yeah. look to the movies we just mentioned in the vfx that if you do vfx let me know what that is i'm very because i think it looks way better than blockbuster cgi well it, it's it's that kind of like because it's not trying to be perfect it feels like mm. yeah 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 absolutely um i i do wonder if maybe talking about this movie and liking it less as we discussed it i think what i really liked was its premise um it scratched an itch of revisiting this universe in the future where death note lore is commonplace everyone knows what a death note is now everyone Mm. knows what kira is everyone knows what shinigami are like this is a this as i said before it's a post death note world um and it's in chaos because of that and it felt like something weird pitch and continue the franchise the, it, it, it's an incredible continue the franchise it's, it is it is a textbook continue the franchise yeah we have well, pitched- I, like I, I think it's 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 smarter than anything <laughs> we put the effort to pitch in one well, no, speaking I th- I as think- someone who has still trying to think of one. <laughs> I think a, like your um, meet the parents continue the franchise has echoes of this. Like a oh, that, it, yeah, but okay, that was like that's the gold standard. For continue <laughs> the I don't know. It's just it's it's a very interesting place to take the series. It what this movie is is it's what the next Jurassic World movie is going to be where dinosaurs mm. are out in the, and it's now a post-apocalypse where dinosaurs roam free the movie they wanted to make in 2015 but made jurassic <laughs> yeah. world one instead like the interesting that's thing about like. jurassic world dominion um because i saw because obviously people are like oh you know it's just going to be dinosaurs fucking roaming everywhere um that and it's like well it doesn't make sense there weren't that many dinosaurs released but i saw a thing for that from colin trevorrow who's like yeah they're going to be like bears are now they're not like yeah yeah they're not they're not they're not running rampant across the world but there's something you have to be aware of and, and prepared to meet if yeah. you're out in their territory yeah and yeah. i was like okay yeah that yeah that's almost cooler in a way yeah it? yeah yeah where it's like yeah they're, they're not they're not everywhere but they're a very real threat mm. 
some stuff I didn't like, like I really didn't like in this movie is that it's kind of vague and I didn't really understand it. Uh, but li- they said that Light has a, had a secret son. Like he had a kid. And I have no idea when that would have happened. And it's also seemingly amounts to nothing. Like you never see the son. He doesn't turn up. I don't, yeah, how did he get, it, have a it's son? It's not a son, it's like a successor. They say, well, in my subtitles, they said son, and I thought maybe they meant successor, but then they say if he had one, he'd be nine by now. Right. And it's like, there's, there's this whole subplot about this that amounts to nothing except for the main character's, like, backstory, and I thought, it, I just didn't think it made a lot of sense. Um what else i feel i don't have anything else written down but I feel well, like, like um and also misa comes back in this film um and i, I actually oh, yeah. quite liked the end of her storyline that because she, she um it's very heavily implied she commits suicide at the end of the anime um it's mm. not explicitly shown but you're showing her depressed standing at the top of a building and then it cuts away kind of thing and in this film um she because it's like oh my god is light back like it, there's deep fakes essentially released yeah, of yeah. light and they get her back in on the case because they're like, she has intimate knowledge of the death note and, you know, she she might be willing to help us if she thinks that light's back. And after going through a little adventure, we see that she's written her own name in the death note saying, like, Misa Amane dies in Light Yagami's arms. Mm-hmm. And she she dies alone because the, the, um, the instructions written in the death note have to be physically possible, otherwise they'll just die of a heart attack. And, um... I thought that was yeah, that was kind of a kind of a beautiful hmm. like it, it was it was a last hope from her. And they also bring back um Matsuda, who's like kind of the the dumb childish one of the the original Kira task force. Um hmm. and he's in here and, and fuck, he's such good casting. Um and yeah. and in this he's um and he ends up uh dying in this as well. So it's like tying off their loose ends that they left alive from the original yeah, film. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah. Which is interesting, yeah. It's it's a very like, uh, you know, I'm sure this all happened in Japan, but I can very clearly picture the uh, all the articles that would have come out, all the interviews that the cast would have done in the in the pre-release for this film, kind of thing, because we see versions of them. Like the the fact that you have new footage of um, light is like the actor would have let slip in an interview like mm. yeah they're making a new death note yeah yeah i'm gonna be in it and people being like this is gonna ruin the film <laughs> and then um and like how how are they gonna bring him back and it's like oh that's kind of a clever way to do it to yeah, like yeah. be like oh we got him back but we're not breaking the rules or anything like that yeah. um yeah oh, and, then, also... and then bring him back like the surviving members and then yeah, killing yeah. them off we also see a few more shinigami in this film there's mm-hmm. um uh, Riyazaki has one named Arma, who's a female Shinigami, um, mm. who kills herself to save Riyazaki in one of the most, like, I thought it was pretty lame because the person <laughs> she kills, someone's trying to kill Riyazaki, she kills that person and then dies because she saved him, and that's the rule. Mm. But the person she kills is, like, a good like this lady who worked on the the task force mm. who's like quite a tragic character she's who, the last member of the ta- task force yeah me. who could have probably been talked out of killing him like it's <laughs> it's it's just it didn't seem like this was the character that the that the um shinigami murders to sacrifice her own life in the yeah. end yeah, sure. and then then Rezaki died anyway so whatever yeah it's a cool um cool character design though it was yeah, an original is, yeah. design made for it the was. for the film yeah. by the original did you find out much about the um 
the original creator of the of the manga. Uh, I've got a couple of quotes of them from them later on. Oh yeah. Um, did you but find one not. thing that's that's very interesting about um because I can't imagine you found out much information about them because no one knows who it is. <laughs> it's a I don't um, know what I found then. <laughs> uh, Sugumi Oba is the um the pen name, but no one knows uh, age, gender anything about well how how appropriate is that that a movie exactly where you right can't give your name or a series where you can't give your name to anyone lest you be killed has given a pen name yeah yeah all righty richard after this film ends with um a song called dear diary which is just as silly <laughs> as uh red hot chili peppers um if not sillier although no it's le- it feels more a- appropriate for an anime adaptation yeah yeah uh, a year later, we got Death Note in 2017. This is the American Netflix remake, something that was in development for like 10 years. Mm. Uh, this was directed by Adam Wingard, who you may know from the recent effort of Kong, Godzilla vs. Kong. Um, yeah. and Which makes this our second franchise where <laughs> at least half the directors have directed <laughs> Godzilla. <laughs> uh, and what does this movie... After Godzilla thank you <laughs> I, was like, I was like what did he mean okay uh what do you think this movie this highly anticipated movie has on ron tomatoes uh is it in the teens it's actually pretty high i'm sorry to tell you how much is it it's 38 percent, so two percent worse only two percent worse than light oh, up the wow. new world despite being a hundred percent worse than light up the new one. <laughs> uh what is this movie about it's uh it's in broad strokes the the premise again from the first very film. broad strokes well it, it diverges dramatically and we get left with a movie that feels like uh someone watched death note once 10 years ago and is like relaying it to their friend like the the way <laughs> yeah. the way that um alex garland wrote annihilation is how yeah, 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 adam wingard yeah. directed death note 2017 <laughs> yeah um so yeah we've got now uh light turner um mm. uh who yeah finds the death note um fine and then ryuk visits him and then um yeah he decides to we do you know God what anything you... that's relevant about what's different about this we'll explain and what we're about to talk about yeah so but, I, um, I could probably just go ahead the, maybe list the cast for us that's i haven't what well, i was gonna out. say so so but then with the death note he immediately reveals to um a, a girl who pays attention to him that he's yeah. kidder and his powers and then they team up and you have the sexy little montage of them killing yeah. people um and then uh, it's yeah, not sexy enough i'll say it <laughs> uh there are a couple of really sexy moments in this film that i want to talk about okay. yeah and then or, and then also al uh played by lakeith stanfield one of my favorite young actors oh, totally. playing you know a, a fantastic character from one of my favorite shows and uh Ugh, yeah, what else fucking happens? And then there's this whole convoluted ending. And Willem Dafoe voices Ryuk. Did you and say it's that? incredible casting. <laughs> like- yeah. All right, so uh, here's what I've written. God, it's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> this movie fucking sucks. Jesus yeah. Christ. You, let's talk about our experience with this movie. Because we were living together when this came out. Please. And I- I'd been anticipating this movie for for a long time it was like for a long time i was respecting this right we were we we were sort of watching it together and i was very respectfully not like no i had no interest in making fun of this movie because (laughs) especially because you were looking so forward to it and um 
Yeah, Adam Wingard, like hot off the guest, you know, like mm-hmm. it's a good director. Um, Lakeith Stanfield, Willem Dafoe as Ryuk, like one of the greatest casting decisions of all time. But for, for a long time, this was in development with um, Gus Van Sant was directing it um, with uh, Zac Efron in the lead role, which mm. we'll talk about in a bit. But um, yeah, then the film comes out and it's like... <sighs> So, so yeah, we were watching it together and maybe like 45 minutes into it, you were just like, ah, I'm going to go, man. <laughs> like, and what, No, I'm watching it this time. It was nowhere near that now. Because the thing is, is that what I didn't like about it was the mm. breakneck pace at which it, <laughs> it delivered the story. With I looked at the time. It was six minutes in is when Light <laughs> gets the death note and sees Ryuk, which I'm sure in the anime that's about how long it takes as well. But this this is a movie, so we're dealing with different like expectations of time, and you just get this the scene, and it's six minutes, and it's like fuck, this is early in a film that's frankly probably a little too short for what it's trying to do anyway. Like mm. this is this is the kind of stuff you put in twenty minutes into a movie, not six minutes into a movie, and I remember that being what made me be like all right i'm not gonna watch this and for all these years richard i assumed the reason it was considered bad is because it tried to cram the whole series into 90 (laughs) minutes Uh, that's not what happens it deviates so dramatically so this isn't the reason (laughs) yeah and so the thing is that and um is that there's such a quantifiable exact pinpoint moment in the film where before that you're like okay They've maybe got a couple of things wrong, but this could be good. It's maybe and going it's, a bit too fast, but there's probably good stuff. There's probably good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, get to get to the good stuff, get to the real cat and mouse kind of stuff. Um, and that's when, when Ryuk first appears and Light does this hilarious girlish scream. And it's like, it, it's it's so like, oh, okay, you've got the character wrong then. Because, it's not, it's like, goofy. Not, it's a goofy. Not, not even a, just being like. It's a like, platform. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a pratfall, and it's like, and we're not even being like, oh, light's too girly, and sh-. like, like it's the fact that when when light in the in the anime and, and I think in the movies first sees Ryuk, he's, he's like, like <laughs> what, what, in, in the, the anime, anime he's like, um, <laughs> like Dreamworks face, um, <laughs> Dreamworks face. He doesn't he sc- he doesn't <laughs> anime scream in a Dreamworks face. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's just like I was wondering, I I I. I had a suspicion you might show up kind of thing or like um and it's very like yeah he's intelligent he's always cool calm collected right until the very last moment of the series kind of thing Mm -hmm. and this he just freaks the fuck out like so much and then the first person he kills he does it by decapitation and it's very like final destination-y it's like the the some marbles fall and it trips over a person yeah, they yeah, go yeah. into a in front of a car and another car something you never see again happen in the in the movie yeah <laughs> they're like this but, is how death works in this movie and you're like all right like final destination it goes huh no no just yeah. this one death <laughs> yeah and, and then from that point on it just betrays everything you love about the series one thing that, that that i i think i didn't um if you'd asked me what do i hate about death note a, a couple of weeks ago, uh, or the 2017 one, I I wouldn't have thought of this, but the the fact that he never kills anyone with a heart attack, and because it's right. like to me that's 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 Kira, that's that's the whole point of this character, and this franchise made me think more about heart attacks than I ever have in my life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, but the, but the fact that because, and, and that that's what makes um, him so terrifying is that it, it like it, it's these heart attacks because it's like how do you 
How's he doing? Make people have heart attacks. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, and whereas like, oh, okay. He's just pulling some strings to make people die in, in hilarious and in hilarious ways kind of thing. And also when, yeah. when he decapitates this kid, uh, it happens moments after him doing the pratfall and the girly scream. Uh, it's one of those things which pisses me off because it's like, you are a guy, you, you live in middle America um, you see the first confirmation of the supernatural you've ever seen. A life-changing event, Richard. Mm. A life-defining moment. He screams, weirdly, and then he gets over it. Yeah. In the same scene, like in real time, we see him go from, I am experiencing the Shinigami, I am experiencing the supernatural, to, wait, so you're telling me I just write a name in this thing and it kills the... It's, oh, I hate it. I hate it. But also, and on the same wavelength as the the no one dies of a heart attack, uh, the rules of the death note have been changed in this. Mm. Um, and we'll get more into them later. But so is Light's characterization. Uh, and both of these changes, the rules and who Light is as a character, are both seemingly changed to make to be more sympathetic, to create a less dark story, which mm. is like, why are you making Death Note if you don't want it to be dark get, as fuck? Right? But then but then at the same time, they also add all this gore and have the characters yeah. say fuck a lot. Um, <laughs> and it's like and it's it's one of those scripts that like it's gratuitous swearing. Like it's like Mm. It feels like like you, yeah you you wrote a, a PG thirteen. You script. didn't swear for the first twenty two years of your life, and then you suddenly say yeah. the f word for the first time, and you're like, I can fucking swear all the time. My parents, my pastor can't tell me off. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's very like edgy, but yeah. What 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 do you mean about the the rules make it more sympathetic? So the what the worst rule that they add is that. Uh, there is some wiggle room now to reverse a death. Mm. Like it's 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 vague and basic, but it's to me that's so antithetical. To me, it's like no, the regret is part of it. The yeah. no, the not being able to change anything that's the fucking Faustian bargain of the death note. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like that's yeah. the tragedy. That's the complexity of it. And and the the rules and the, the they make a point in this film of being like, God, there's so many rules in here, and it's like, yeah, I'm sure there are, so that you can contrive what a plot point you want like you know like they don't tell you what the rules are and they tell you the, the basic ones but they they make a point of there being so many and that's that's one of them and it pissed me off because i was like well, yeah it shouldn't be reversible and guess what the climax is contingent on the reversible rule that's mm. how he gets away with it in the end uh, yeah and it's it's so it's the opposite of what I said about how none of the rules feel like they're setting things up. These every new rule in this is like this is a Chekhov's gun being loaded. This is a Chekhov's mm. gun being loaded. Um, it it fucking it fucking sucks, man. Like the that they're so transparently plot setups, and I mm. I hated that the reversal one the most. Um, yeah, and they make light. Light in this movie, played by uh, Nat Wolf, uh, he is more heroic. He is a a better person, I guess. Um, mm. Instead of him being responsible for killing all the agents tailing him, it turns out this was the uh, work of the invented for the movie girlfriend, um, who I know yeah. is technically supposed to be 
uh, Mesa, but isn't really. Well, Adam Wingard apparently said that um, it's not based on Mesa. It's right. like it's the Tiny Tunes um, of light. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. like they gave Light Turner, Light Yagami's. Um, I'm gonna make a new world with no crime, and then they gave Mia all his sociopathic qualities. Bad, bad. Uh, it because. <laughs> Guess what? Ryuk's funk barely, already barely there function in this story is Adam Wingard. Guess what he's supposed to do? He's a literal <laughs> devil on his shoulder. A literal devil on his shoulder. And in this they go, no, we'll make this girl be the literal devil on his well, shoulder. It, it, it's it's almost like, it, yeah, it screams of like um, not knowing how to write internal conflict. So you, you mm. just have to make it external. Mm, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've written here, uh, this is so rivetingly bad, which I guess, I can't remember why I wrote that, but I guess it's just, I'm excited to discuss how bad this is. Well, yeah, like, like this is the thing, because you walked out of the movie the first time you saw it. <laughs> um, but, like, you hated it on a different level, you know? Yeah. You were just yeah. like, this is a bad movie. But, like... To see now, it's, how, now it's hurt my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's offensively bad. Like it's actually like you. You messaged me last night. You said it's fascinating. It's like it's it's written by someone who hates Death Note. Yeah, and like that's the thing. It's like I, I don't see how anyone who liked the series enough to write a film based on it would write this. Yeah. Exactly. It's insane. I can see why Lakeith Stanfield would be like, "Yeah, fuck yeah, I'm keen to play Al." He seems like the kind of the dude who would. Um, you know who would be into it, and be and and that's why he would take on the role. But he's so yeah. unnotable in this movie as well. He does some of the quirks, and yeah. sure, Lakeith Stanfield is one of my favorite actors, right? Yeah, he is bad in this movie. Well, he's not bad. He's just, <laughs> it's it, first of all, it's 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 a performance which he doesn't get anything to do. But yeah. also, it's a, I'd say his interpretation of the character is like far too emotional. I don't want to see Al be like, "Where's Where's Watara? Where is he?" Like he's he's like yeah. on the brink of tears. I'm like, no, no, Al is. Well, and he and he and he grabs a gun as well, which feels yeah. so antithetical. To yeah, the character yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Al is off-puttingly awkward and calm to the point where it's uncomfortable for everyone. Like that's who Al is, and yeah, you, you, your artistic license is valid, and they're doing an adaptation, and I think it is good casting for an American Al, yeah, uh, yeah. but it's it's they don't do anything with it, um, and I want to talk about Willem Dafoe as the voice of Ryuk. I get why this is the best casting of all time, as you said, um, hmm. but it also t- was this not fan casting? Is this not realized fan casting? Yeah. It is, yeah. Yeah, it is, right? This feels like it's never a good idea when fans campaign for someone to play a role and then they yeah. get the role. Like, I'm so glad uh, Zachary Levi plays Shazam and uh, John Cena doesn't, for example. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it, it feels too obvious. Like, the Japanese voice is basically uh, Defoe-esque. Or well, as, this as, is as, as it looks when written down, it's Defoe-esque. <laughs> Defoe ends in an E. Oh, yeah, the um, there is um, uh, the 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 actually the Japanese voice of Ryuk is like is very blah blah blah. Humans right. are so interesting, but written in, right. but in Japanese, obviously. Whereas like, and I watched like a compilation um of of the different voices in, in each dub, um, and everyone else decided to make him sinister, which is interesting because he's the whole point of the character really is that he looks sinister, but he's he's a 
uh, non-partisan ah, So you observer. think there's some juxtaposition that gets lost in translation. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Um, and so, I mean, like the the, the original voice of, of Ryuk in the, in the English dub is, is great. And I think they, because you never see Ryuk properly in this. It's He's always in shadow or from the bat because... And, it's but not the bad. Glimpses, I'd love to hate on it, but it's it works. Well, the glimpses you get of his face, it's like, you, because you could embrace the Defonus of yeah sure ryuk but instead you you hide it but then still have him voice it yeah yeah exactly yeah uh, i've written two two options for who could have played ryuk in this movie um yeah. Gil- gilbert godfried now hear me out obviously <laughs> that started as a joke but then i got yeah. to thinking i was like does gilbert godfried need a need a win does gilbert godfried right. need to show the well world- yeah, you're essentially he's playing iago again yeah but but Imagine if he took it real seriously. What is Gilbert Gottfried's and, and, and real voice? Do the voice? <laughs> yeah. yeah. What yeah, is his real, his real voice? <laughs> uh, it's very soft spoken. You could. There's a, a clip on YouTube you can wow. listen to. Uh, and my other. So this. And bear in mind, I I agree with the conceit that you get the biggest actor to play Ryuk, right? Yeah. Um, Jack Nicholson or Morgan Freeman. Bucket list. It. Yeah. Bucket list. It. Huh. Do you know? Do you know who actually? And you're gonna like this. Who actually would be, I reckon, great casting as Ryuk, and and would preserve that initial, um, the Japanese intention. Mm. Adam Driver. I I was gonna say that, but I feel like I always cast Adam Driver. Yeah, you do. But um, yeah, like like his 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 because his voice. No, Adam is... Driver would be a bit of light. <laughs> but that's just because light is Kylo Ren. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, but yeah, I want to. That speaking of alternate casting, uh, that um. Zac Efron is, as light. That was, it was such an intriguing idea for such a long time. By the time this came out, he'd aged out of the role. Hmm. I mean, you you could you could you know convolute it in a way. Have him, he could maybe play like a twenty one, twenty two year old kind of thing. But because that that would and it's you know like yeah, Zach, like give us a chance. Like hmm. we'll give you a chance to yeah. to you know do your do your Ted Bundy thing, and now you don't have to make the Ted Bundy movie. Um, <laughs> and like yeah, you would you would preserve that element of light that he's hot and popular, you know, yeah, and yeah. and and that would that you know like you can take artistic license through adaptation, but it would be cool to a see Zac Efron try and pull off a role like that and b preserve that thing and and really make it a lot more obvious for um hmm. for Western audiences. And Richard, not only was Zac Efron attached to play Light back in 2007 when this movie was greenlit, mm. uh, but when you mentioned High School Musical. Yeah, you, yeah. you mentioned Gus Van Sant um, was attached to direct. Do you know who was attached before Gus Van Sant? Uh, I'm gonna know when you say it, but I can't remember. Shane Black was attached to. Direct. Yes. Yeah. Kiss, kiss, bang, bang, or uh, the Predators, <laughs> or the Nice Guys, or threes shane black or lethal weapon <laughs> yeah and and a shane black directed death note starring zach efron like i need to to you need to imagine what shane black style is and superimpose that onto death note and yeah. it's like i i think that would i'm intrigued yeah. as with, I mean, like, as with every movie about... that shane black lands i'm intrigued yeah. <laughs> yeah you think about something like kiss kiss bang bang because kiss kiss bang bang and, and someone brought this up on the discord but it's like it, it's kiss kiss bang bang has a very convoluted plot mm. and, and it's like uh, uh it's one of those films that i i love it but if you asked me like what happens in it i, I don't know how much it. of the it's... plot i'd be able to retell same with the nice guys yeah yeah it's one of my favorite movies 
of all time kiss kiss bang bang yeah. i couldn't tell you what the mechanics of the plot are. yeah even even while i'm watching it if you go oh why is this yeah. character doing that i have no fucking clue i'd be like what do you i don't know <laughs> yeah um so the, apparently Shane Black, I think, I wasn't sure it was written kind of weirdly, but I think he left the project because Warner Bros, who originally owned the film rights, um, they wanted to change Light's motivation from justice to vengeance. I'm doing air quotes, whatever that means. Uh, and yeah. to completely remove Shinigami from the story. So sort of what we were saying at the mm. top of the episode. So in terms of, though, in terms of uh, Nat Wolf as Light, um I think he's I think he's horrible. I don't I don't think I'd say God a bit awful. of the, the I'd say the bit of the problem is that this movie goes back to what I was saying about light being a, a weenie incel. I don't think mm. Adam Wingard nor Nat Wolf understood this. And so not only is light too nice, but he's also too cool. Ironically, it's the opposite. In in the anime and the in mm. the Japanese films, it's like he is really popular, but he's an incel. In this, it's like he's really unpopular, but he's too cool. He's not, it's, it's the arrogance. The arrogance is missing. He's less like a person who thinks he's better than everyone and therefore he should be the god of the new world and more like a character who's like, everyone should be so nice to it. Like, there's so much, like, he's, yeah. he's too genuine. His, his beliefs are too <laughs> genuine that I don't think he would be Kira. You know? The fact that he, like, just immediately, like, he's he keeps checking out Margaret Qualley's um, Mia and she talks to him and he's like, oh, hey, check out this death note. And it's like, yeah, it's bad. bad like stuff. it's there's such a betrayal of of the character. Yeah, but um, I also did like speaking of performances specifically. I did mention there are a couple of sexy moments in this film, and um, one of them like took me by surprise. Um, as so it's the bit so Mia um, uh, Light finds out that it was Mia that killed all the FBI agents. Um, and he and he confronts her about it, and um, Light tried to do the reverse thing on on Watari, and um. But then she, Mia stops him and he realizes, oh, fuck, it's because you wrote my name in the death note and you want to be able to reverse it. And she like tells him like, Light Turner, his heart stops beating at midnight and I wanted I wanted you to be the reversed one. And fuck, bro, it's sexy as hell. Like the way she says, like, I've I've sealed your fate. I'm going to murder you. It's fucking hot. It's so hot. I, <laughs> I dream of being told that one day. Yeah, and the, and then there's also there's also the bit, it's weird, but it's again because it's, Margaret Qualley is beautiful. It's like this weirdly sexy bit when uh there's a website made that's like these people should die by kira and lights well like oh well what if some guy like someone like fucked a guy's girlfriend and he puts their name on and she's like what if some guy fucked me and again again it's like this is this is shouldn't <laughs> be in my I, death nut movie but i don't know why it's doing it for me i agree uh that it's that it, that's a sexy delivery in a vacuum in the film it's like would you fuck would you kill a guy if you fucked me and he's like yeah 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 i'd kill him and immediately the sexiness is sapped yeah. out of the scene that's because, the thing in a, and in a she vacuum moves on as well. <laughs> yeah um but yeah it's just just margaret Qualley with this weirdly like <laughs> fucking hot delivery of these two bits hey here's the ace in my sleeve for the discussion about um net wolf and light though Oh, yeah. Should um, we stop recording? And then no, it's, it's very quick. We stop recording <laughs> after an hour, by the way, everyone, because I'm keeping that in. Um, you you, you want to know who should have played, or at least what a good example of what an American light is? Watch fucking Chronicle. Dane DeHaan's character in Chronicle. Fuck, yes. That's fucking who light is. 
Like, yeah. almost to the point where he shouldn't play Light because it's the same character. That's who Light yeah, is. Yeah, it's, it's t- he's too good casting. Like, yeah. I, yeah, um, like you've, you, I, I remember thinking that in 2016. <laughs> you, t- you take the ace away from me. You're like, no, 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 AJ, no but, but, like, I also thought of this. You're not the <laughs> only one. You're not capable of surprising me with a good idea. I already <laughs> thought of it. I am God of this new world. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, very. I'm enjoying myself. Watching these movies, I was like, I'm going to enjoy this podcast. Not that I usually don't, but just, uh, you know, MVP, the Oscars. I was like, yep, got to crank these out. Yeah, God, if only (laughs) had stayed on one more episode. (laughs) (laughs) It would us having fun with this one. But, um... Uh, I, I will say, so I, I, before this, and, and it's probably dumb to bring this up during the discussion about the Netflix one, but, um, the Netflix one being so bad kind of highlights how good the rest of it is and how, and I think how good the core story is. It's a fascinating Um, case study in multiple people adapting the same thing. It's very fascinating in that regard. Um, but so... I want to. I want to. I want to sum, uh, officially submit a a a running joke into <laughs> Carl Popsha canon. Yeah, and not, not so much a running joke. So very I, I, rarely I bought... do officially submitted ones make it in, Richard. It's always the organic ones that keep going. <laughs> so um, we've brought up um, a few times, and there was a, a fun little um, internet error which prevented this being properly explained. But I I, I mentioned that um, I can't remember who it was now, but that someone gets it and 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 you asked yeah. me to explain myself but your internet crapped out and, and i didn't hear it <laughs> <laughs> never again uh, but, <laughs> but we talk about um you you would have heard us say on the show whether you're aware of whether you notice it or not that we, we quite often say like this person like they they get it man they get it kevin feige gets it kevin feige gets it and it's and it's one of these things that's like it's become this honor we bestow upon people when we're given like behind the scenes knowledge in some mm. way that this person like understands so kevin feige was like the, the leaked emails of how to fix spider amazing spider-man 2 and it's like yeah like he fucking he, he gets it and it was like we even had it with like it's not always on that scale we had it when we were approaching people for the barbie podcast and there were people that were like, oh, okay, so what are you doing? And some of them were like, oh, I'm 20 minutes in the middle of an 18-hour podcast. Fucking sweet. That's hilarious. And it's like, yeah. yes, you get it. You know, like, um, you understand. Dude, hey, if, if I can give a shout out to Tim Bat, our, our podcast uh, big brother, for this. When I was having a horrible day trying to upload the full unbroken 18-hour <laughs> episode to our, our podcast platform, which I couldn't do, by the way, if spoilers mm. if you haven't seen that. Um I, I'm I'm all over the internet. I'm on Reddit. Hey, how do I make an 18-hour podcast small enough but still not lose any quality? Every yeah. comment, Richard. Every comment is just split it up. Acast, I email them. Hey, can you make an exception for me? They're like, just split it up. I'm like, I fucking don't. I tell Tim, he's like, that sucks, man. You should be able to upload it as one solid piece. And I was like, fuck yeah, man. You're like, it's an art. It's, I, I, I hate to call my podcast my art. <laughs> But it's an yeah. artistic vision, and I say yeah, that unironically. 
I know it sounds silly to say I I unironically believe my My Barbie podcast podcast on the 37 (laughs) Barbie films. Yeah. Is my artist. Yeah, but it is. And it's like, the whole point of that was that we wanted to release it as one big thing. Yeah. But yeah, like another example um, is like Robert England talking about Mm. um, Nightmare on Elm Street 2 and just about how he embraced like the homoerotic subtext. Yeah. So that's that's one thing. And and so if you hear us talking about like, yeah, he gets it or she gets it, they get it. We've finally um, explained it two hours in to the Death Note episode. <laughs> yeah, we no, no one got it. <laughs> Adam Wingard famously doesn't get it. Yeah. But um, I, I, one other thing that I want to officially submit, and I hope that it, that we can that I um, we can do it for Death Note, is that I want to say like Death Note, apart from the Netflix one, Death Note fucking rocks. <laughs> okay, because we've said we've said things like there's a there's a very specific like quality and tone when something fucking rocks. I know. Exactly what you mean, Richard, because I got the same feeling watching the Japanese Death Note movies as I got watching Fright Night 2011. Fright Night 2011, yeah. They fucking rock. It's it's not yeah. the same as being it's a great or a good movie. And they can yeah. be both, and in yeah. Death Note's case it is. And Fright Night case, Fright Night might not be a great movie, but it fucking rocks. It's it's yeah. it's rock and roll. Like it's it's yeah. it's doing something effectively. Uh, where it it, it it succeeds at uh, in in a very um, it's like eating a good meal, I guess. Yeah, not a great, not necessarily a great meal, but a meal that makes you feel really good. It's getting drunk. Yeah, it, it's getting it's drunk. Exactly what you feel like. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's um, but yeah, I, I wanted to say because I I had that feeling, and I was like, oh, it fucking rocks. <laughs> and I wanted to because because I remember that I remember that so fondly when we both just agreed that Friday Night Twenty Eleven fucking rocks yeah. and i would love that to be like an official and not not necessarily like we give this the fucking rock seal of approval but mm. now when we say it that you know people will know what an honor that is to just to okay. bestow upon something yes however i do want to put a caveat in there we need to be very gentle when we don't agree that something fucking rocks because i don't want to come think, in i think that's the beauty of something fucking rocking is that <laughs> We 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 agree, and, that, no, I, and that's yeah. why I was so like I I wanted to know what you thought of Death Note before <laughs> I, <laughs> especially these Jap- those, those first two yeah. Japanese movies because they yeah yeah I just don't want to come in with a movie and be like it fucking rocks and you'd be like no AJ it doesn't <laughs> we need to be, you can disagree but we it needs to, it's a vulnerable thing to say something fucking rocks you know <laughs> yeah all right okay so. Uh, would you like to know the response to criticisms of the American Death Note being whitewashed? Uh, yes. So, you know, like Ghost in the Shell had it, uh, yeah. Dragon Ball Evolution had it, where like the people are like, this is an Asian thing that all the characters are white. Technically, Lakeith, technically Lakeith Stanfield is black. <laughs> <laughs> Lakeith Stanfield is black. Um, and so I whitewashing, maybe it's less, it's more there are no Asian like main characters. Well, and, except for and, Watari. That's true. Um, so anyway, but even he's like, that's that thing of like, he's in a subservient role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, here's what the producers of Death Note 2017 said. And I, I this is such a strange statement to me. Our vision yeah. for Death Note has always been to introduce the world to this dark and mysterious masterpiece. The talent and diversity represented in our cast, writing and producing teams reflect our belief in staying true to the story's concept of moral relevance, a universal theme that knows no racial boundaries. It knows okay. no racial boundaries 
and so we're casting white people. <laughs> what? Yeah, like, it, what an uncomfortable statement, right? Like, yeah. that's so strange. The, the whole the whitewashing thing, and the, and this was like, um, <laughs> um, that with the American remake of Your Name, um, that Toho gets it, um, because they they, they, they 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 Toho said like, yeah, Americanized the shit out of it. If we wanted to, if you if we wanted to cast an an all Japanese cast, we would make it. And in this case, they did, <laughs> and mm. it was great. And so it's like, yeah, set it in, like it's and and you know the fact that it's, it's not like, um, you know he 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 comes out and he says, um, oh my name's Light Yagami. It's, it's written with the kanji for mm. um for Moon, but it's like, yeah, like they've 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 fully Americanized it, and that is not entirely like, <laughs> you know, it's it's also all the bad that comes with Americanizing something. Mm. Um, it's more yeah, Netflixized like, than Americanized. Yes, yes, yeah, sure. But um, yeah, I, I, I'm not. Th- this is an adaptation. Like it's yeah, it's an American adaptation rather than a live action version of the anime mm. kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, which I'm I, I'm I'm fine with on paper. This was terrible. Yeah. Um, but it's yeah. I but also I'm not the affected yeah. group. So yeah. What did you say the name of the mysterious author of the manga is? Uh, uh, uh Oba. Yeah. Okay. So Skumi Oba and Takashi Obata. Do you know who that yeah. is? Takeshi Obata. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, uh, the illustrator. Okay, so that do you want to know what they said on this film? What? In a good way, it both followed and diverged from the original work, so the film can be enjoyed, of course, by not only the fans, but also by a much larger and wider audience. That sounds like a statement from people who fucking hated the movie they're contractually obliged to say that they yeah. endorse. <laughs> all right, we're nearly we're nearly towards the end now. I do have uh, all the dumb IMDb trivia is in this movie because the IMDb trivia for the first four, the Japanese movies, very sensible, very um uh, succinct. It's it, There's not a lot of it per movie, which was nice because I hate scrolling through IMDb trivia. <laughs> yeah. um, so if you don't know, IMDb trivia is user submitted, which often means it's it's just written very stupidly. Uh, and so here is some pieces of dumb IMDb trivia for Death Note 2017. Producer Roy Lee stated that the film is definitely for adults. It has a zero chance it will get below an R rating. He also stated that it will be one of the first manga adaptations that feels very grounded, but still has fantastical elements. <laughs> this means fucking nothing, man. Yeah, uh, to- it's, it's a very, um, it's similar to that. It's like, this is a quote from someone yeah, who's yeah. contractually obligated yeah, 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 to say yeah. this. Yeah. Uh, to, pre- to prepare for his role in the film, Nat Wolf got his own death note and wrote in it to get into the mindset of the character of Light Turner. What? The, the, insane. <laughs> That's, he, he got a... He, he, he bought a, a, a blank notebook and wrote names in it. And this got him in character. He didn't kill anyone. That's how you, that's how you would get into character, Nat. <laughs> It's insane. Nothing nothing that you did is remarkable. You yeah. practiced your handwriting. Yeah. You got your pen license. <laughs> your brother is a better actor than you. <laughs> he is. He is. Uh, here's, here's another piece of trivia. Keep an eye out. Ryuk makes split-second appearances throughout the film. He also makes minute-long appearances throughout the film. 
before detectives James Turner before detective James Turner meets Al in person he interacts with him first on a computer screen interface which is simply the letter L this is an homage to the anime where Al as a character is not physically seen in person for several episodes and until then is only seen as a disembodied voice on a computer screen interface with just the letter L so adapting the anime is an homage to the anime in the Harry Potter movies, Harry Potter has a scar on his forehead. This is an homage to the book where Harry Potter has a scar on his forehead. <laughs> Mia says that the Death Note can, quote, change the world. This is a homage to Death Note. Owl changed the world. <laughs> 2008. <laughs> Uh, and finally, in an interview before production started, director Adam Wingard was quick to confirm that the film will stay true to the bloodiness and maturity of the anime source material. He promised it would be it would have extreme nudity and a ton of violence. But after it was released, there was little violence and only brief nudity. <laughs> <laughs> I'd I'd say the violence is gratuitous. There's 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 a yeah, but there's only brief nudity. <laughs> <laughs> there's a decent amount of violence and gratuitous violence at that especially when like i said before that to me the whole point of keta is that he it's heart attacks it's the yeah. silent killer yeah. um and <laughs> yeah like staying true to the bloody like th- there's a very high body count but it's not bloody mm. Mm. yeah and i've also got a couple of imdb goofs here so these, oh. are, these are goofs, th- goofs from the film. Uh, both of these are in the section incorrectly regarded as goofs. So sorry, they're not actually goofs. <laughs> re- ah, you got me all hyped up for goofs. I'm going to read out two examples. Here's the first one. Ryuk says that nobody has been able to write his name in the death note several times and says that the previous owners have only been able to write two of the four letters that make up his name. But when Light is reading the rules, the phrase Ryuk is not to be trusted is clearly seen. However, Ryuk is referring to someone writing his name to be killed since what we saw was just a warning. This is why the writer wasn't killed before he or she could finish. And this is the second piece of of IMDb goof. When Light threatens to write Ryuk's name in the notebook, Ryuk says that no one has written past the second letter in his name. Prior to this conversation, Light read a note that said, Do not trust Ryuk. He is not your friend or pet. Meaning Light should have known it wouldn't work on him and that someone had gotten past writing Ryuk's name. However, (laughs) what we saw written was a warning, (laughs) not a notice of death, a death note of you will so maybe there's different rules for that there is a lot of rules after all plus who says ryuk is his real name (laughs) oh my god imdb drives me insane delete it delete the website for all it's for all it can do wikipedia does it better (laughs) all right richard how do you rank the death note movies uh one and two are so on par with each other for me i think i ranked two higher than than one in my Mm. like ratings um but that was because i was so amazed by how much better the ending was than in the anime yeah um but uh yeah it's definitely like one and two then light up the new world then i'll change the world um and then uh, every other movie (laughs) yeah every other movie and then death note 2017 uh, I would say the same. I'd probably swap one and two. I think I liked one the most in the yeah, end. Yeah, sure. 
All right, we talk about titles a lot on this podcast. I don't have too much to say. They're very, they're very Japanese titles. Um, like, like you wouldn't get an American film called "Light Up the New World" or "Change Al Change the World." Um, yeah. So I don't have too much to say. Do you have anything you wanted to say on the titles? I've, I, the, the, I, I feel like the, the titles could be more Japanese. Hmm. Super Kill Notebook. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Well, that brings us to continue the franchise. This is our segment where we pitch continuations of the franchise. But before we get to that, suffice to say, there are plenty of continuations of Death Note. Probably too many to list all of here. Um, but uh, after the the like original manga and the anime, you've got novels and video games, uh, as well as an off-Broadway musical and even a 2015 live-action TV series series uh both of which yet again just adapt the original yeah. story um yeah i didn't know but about the, the tv series yeah there's a yeah, there's a live action series i think it's only like six episodes or something 11 like oh, 11 yeah it's, yeah not many but and then it has um and there's also like a three-part series which leads into light up the new world correct and yep. there's also Oh, have you got more than you want Yeah, sorry, sorry, yeah. Sorry, so, yeah. Uh, the, in the world of extracurricular Japanese films, um, some pretty interesting examples include the three-episode uh, mini, it's a it's a web series, I think they're very short, um, called right. Death Note New Generation, which has the characters from Light Up the New World and leads into it. You are right? <laughs> yeah, I just read your review for... Um... Death Note oh, you didn't see it until now. That's great. No, um, I saw it before, but I just uh, remembered that last <laughs> night we were doing impressions of Ryuk. <laughs> but <laughs> do you want to do your impression of Ryuk? Uh, the first one I did. Yeah. Okay. It's, here's my impression of Ryuk. It's like, <clears throat> like baby, you gotta write a cause of death after forty seconds. Come on. <laughs> That's not my joke, for the record. That's a well, that that specific iteration of using Death Note characters is my joke, but that's a TikToker I follow. Yeah. Um anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but and then we did Ryuka's Borat, which yeah, we did Ryuka's like. the the imagination can run wild without Borat <laughs> Ryuka uh, impressions. Just like, oh, think of all the impressions where you can do. <laughs> you get straight to Borat. <laughs> yeah. Um, a short film made up of deleted scenes from Al Change the World was always also released. Uh, so as, as, and this was called The Man Who Was Made a Fool of by Al the Most, Detective Matsuda's Case File. <laughs> this, this, is some, this is some translated into English, then back into Japanese, then back into English shit. The Man yeah. Who Was Made a Fool of by Al the Most. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's also just called Matsuda Spinoff. Yes, um, that didn't seem like it, an actual title, though. So I, yeah, it's yeah. funny. Yeah, that's just like, yeah, yeah. Uh, probably more uh, relevant to this conversation, though, is that uh, the Netflix's Death Note is inexplicably getting a sequel. Richard, mm. on August twenty second, twenty eighteen, it was announced through a THR report that a sequel's in the in the works, and Greg Russo is reportedly writing the script after Sarandos called the film a sizable success. Um, on April twentieth, twenty twenty one. So how long ago was that? Half what a month say? ago. What, what day? Tw- April twentieth. Jesus, that was like two or three weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, Russo revealed that the sequel will be, will be more faithful to the manga than the first film. Mm. All right. That's um, Greg Russo, who's written 
Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City, and Mortal Kombat 2021. Both of those are upcoming. Well, I mean, Mortal Kombat's out, but Welcome to Raccoon City isn't out yet. Yeah. Uh, what is your Continue the Franchise, big um, boy? I was going to say as well, actually, there's there's another important Continue the Franchise oh, that I feel like is worth mentioning, yep. uh, which is the um, Death Note Akira story, um, or Akira story, um, which is, it came out last year, I believe, and it's like a one-shot manga, and it's about a, a US president who looks very much like <laughs> Donald Trump um, getting his hands on the Death Note and... Um, there's a whole there's a whole other story but this was kind of the main thing that made headlines is that like there's a a trump allegory in the new death note manga um and there's been a new um uh there's been new rules added and one of them is that if you buy or sell the death note you'll die and trump essentially uh buys or sells the buys the death note i think to try um you know essentially choosing his, his himself over his country and then Rick's like okay sweet you're gonna die and then he like you know cries like a like a little little baby interesting is it good yeah it, uh, I, don't, I don't really think so <laughs> okay um what? yeah my continue yeah. the franchise the yeah thing is, tell me I'm, I'm trying so hard to think of where you would take the netflix canon where how you can go from where the series where that um, film ended to then take it to a good place. Mm. Al, Al, Al just straight up knows, like, he told him that he's mm. Kira mm. and he's like, okay, cool. And then nothing happened. Like, you actually just need to start again. Yeah. I'd take I, a start I, again. I, I think yeah. the, the Japanese, the first two Japanese movies are great blueprints for making a, a big budget. Yeah, that's American the thing. It, it proves it works. Yeah, yeah. Um, just fucking adapt those. Yeah. Beat for beat, shot for shot. Um, but yeah, I would, I would love to see uh, an HBO series of it. I, I would, I would love the the proper Americanization of this. I, I like watching this. I was like, I want a version of this that I can show my dad. Mm, you nice. know, like like we, we we watched Breaking Bad together and. It's like, oh, it's such an interesting story that I, I, I wish it wasn't only in these like kind of inaccessible mediums. Yeah, Because, yeah. you know, a lot of people shake their, turn their nose up at anime mm. and watching like these these um, Japanese films is like a little bit, you know, they're not the, the best made films and stuff like that. But, but the, yeah, that the, there's the, you're captivated by the strength of the story. And I would I would love a faithful adaptation of that. And I, yeah, I would love to see an American version of that. I, I was trying to like um, the, the combo of Bong Joon-ho and Adam McKay that are making a Parasite TV series. Mm. Fucking let them do a Death Note series. <laughs> like, yeah, sure. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be great voices behind a, a Death Note series, I think. Nice. Um, and yeah, as for casting, I was kind of looking at actors who are like around the same age. And I guess you've got all your like, I don't know, there's there's that that whole group of like interchangeable actors that are like Ansel Elgort. Um, I don't think he's going to get any. More, yeah, any yeah. More um, uh, Ty Sheridan. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, like just any one of them, I guess, is like they'll probably get it. Timothy Chalamet could be light. Uh, Al, sorry. Mm, yeah. <laughs> just because any any like early twenties roles. Oh yeah, you get Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> um, nice. Yeah, and and I yeah, and I also think that um, because I didn't know that um, the subs um, called the Shinigami um, Reapers, 
Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, like it's kind of cool to, instead of trying to be like, oh yeah, we're doing like the Shinigami, but we're not calling them that. It's like, yeah, like give us like an actual Grim Reaper. Sure. Yeah. That yeah. follows that follows light around. That'd be cool. Nice. What about a, a, it's a crossover between Death Note and Final Destination? Mm, I thought you, did you know, I, I thought you were going to say a crossover between <laughs> between Death Note and Click. Um, <laughs> and get Christopher, just Christopher Walken um, working at Bed Bath & Beyond follows him down. He's like, I'm the angel of death. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Very nice. All right, my continue the franchise, Richard. Uh, it's a continuation. I don't, it, maybe it's an anime series. Maybe it's live action. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. The point is, I've got a new chapter that I want to see in the Death Note world, and it's called Death Note, Eat the Rich. <laughs> and here is what it's about. Uh, it's about a lower class 20-something who discovers the Death Note and immediately begins using it to kill off the 1%, stipulating in the cause of death section that each billionaire donates their enormous wealth to charities and organizations tasked with solving poverty and inequality in the world. However, as it becomes apparent that someone is coming after the rich, the world's remaining billionaires obscure their identities and begin attempting to catch the new keter using the plethora of resources at their disposal, including starting a smear campaign which brainwashes many members of the working class to be staunchly opposed to the new carers' targets, and even in the face of world hunger being fixed and the gap between the rich and the poor shrinking. Because I st- I came because I came up with this idea because I was like, this is what I'd do if I got the death yeah. note, right? I would try to make yeah, the- I was I would be, I'm surprised we haven't brought that up yet. Yeah, yeah. I would I would kill Jeff Bezos. I would kill Mark Zuckerberg. What, what right? would be a cool thing that you could incorporate into that is that the the new kidder kills Jeff Bezos straight away, sure. Mm. Um and then announces like at this time every day I'm going to kill the richest person in the world. And so all the billionaires <laughs> then have to start like yeah. donating, getting rid of their money. Yeah. Um so that they're not the great number idea. One. Great idea. And what what is cool, because in, in real uh, class structure discourse, you get the people who, like, how many people, like, stan Elon Musk of all the billionaires? They, you know, like, they're, they're diehard defense of defending these people who are they think you're bugs. They'll crush you like a like an ant, you know? And and so mm. that's part of it too, is is there's a class traitorism aspect to it where there are people who are of the same uh, class as the our, our new kidder who are like, no, what you're doing is wrong. And they never consider the fact that like, well, mm. the billionaires would kill you, you know? And then um, it's revealed that the new kidder is a billionaire. <laughs> well, okay. Here's the thing. I didn't want to make it so that the the Kira in this in this version, um, for whatever whoever they are as a person, I don't want to corrupt them. I don't want to tell a story of how you know maybe it's not a good idea to kill billionaires. That's right. where I that's where I originally was taking this. But then I was right. like, no, that's not what I believe. <laughs> and also, what would happen would be the rich and the powerful would do their rich and powerful thing and find a way to get you to kill you. So it's actually yeah. it's 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 the ultimate David and Goliath story of. The biggest Except Goliath this time, there is. David wins. <laughs> well, I don't know what happens in the end, but there, you know, I think that's a that's a relatively interesting place to take Death Note in a modern setting. And, um, and so, Death Note, Eat the Rich. What part of Eat the Rich is randomly capitalized? 
Okay, good question. Like, let's say the main character is now. What it's if the me. main? It's Richard. So it's Ether <laughs> Rich. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Very nice. All right, Richard. I am adding Death Note to our franchise ranking. This is while we oh, while we do that. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. What would you, legitimately do you think you would use the Death Note? Um. No. Pro- I mean, I'd probably do, 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 do what I just said. Yeah. I think yeah. so. I think I think I disrespect billionaires so much that like though that would be the only type of person I would have no qualms try like specifically to donate their money. Them dying is just a part right, of yeah, like, what you could has be like Jeff happen. Bezos donates his entire fortune exactly. to the cop option Patreon and then <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> points the finger pretty clearly. Especially <laughs> when the movie's called Eat the Rich. AJ <laughs> the Rich. <laughs> Um, what would you do with it? Do you think you'd use uh, it? I would probably... I would kill the poor, AJ. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, 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 I'm trying to think of like who I would test it on. Or, or, or you know, if I would even be... Because once you touch the Death Note, you can then see Ryuk. So it, it's it's immediately introducing you like, this involves the supernatural mm. kind of thing. So if I just found a notebook, you'd be like, oh, fucking AJ then. <laughs> That'll <laughs> <No>! show him. <laughs> um, but... Um, yeah, you would you would test it on like a a celebrity that you don't like, essentially. And Jeff Bezos is a great example. Um, well, ex- you use an expense like because Bill like the world is better without billionaires. So mm. you'd want to use it on someone who, if they weren't in the world, the world would be better. Yeah, like um, Ian Watkins from Lost Profits. Great! What a great idea. Let's not go into why because I think that's maybe a little <laughs> too heavy for this episode. But that's a great yeah, that's a great yeah. Example. But it, was, it also had to be someone that you would be notified fairly quickly about their death to to mm. prove it. But I, I I feel like I would use it on a, a random or like you know someone one of my many mortal enemies, um, <laughs> and then feel real bad about it. Yeah, yeah. But then yeah. as as time would go on, I'd be like. Ah, I'm the god of the new world. (laughs) I am. (laughs) Okay, so over on our letterbox, on the Cold Popsha letterbox, we've got a list of the 125 franchises that we have ranked, and we're going to rank Death Note in here. Now, you said to me earlier this week, it's such a shame how much the 2017 film drags down the rest of the series. Richard, what if I were to remind you that we actually rank... At the moment, there's talk of us changing this. As the list is currently written, mm-hmm. we don't take the we rank multi multi canon franchises as separate franchises, and we have specifically not ranked singular films before, which theoretically means that until we do our re ranking episode, which is coming soon, end of 2021, where we change that and and fold all franchises under the same banner into one franchise which is what is i think people want us to do i i don't know we'll work it out between now and then yeah <laughs> um that means that death note the japanese series is all we we are ranking here if you want to play it that way yeah i, I will like- say i think you need to take a breath and think about where this should be ranked because i don't i it should it's be in the top two <laughs> I don't know if it's it breaks, better than The Godfather. I don't know if it breaks top ten, which I think is what you're gunning for. Sure. Anyway, like what, what I wanted to say is that I I actually think that like okay, th- these four Japanese films are all good. Mm-hmm. We could both agree on that, but I think there's something so like um 
refreshingly pure about this franchise that we've got like these two films that tell a very complete yeah. story and that they're tied together. They're of equal quality, equal production. No, there was no, you know, no one changed actors or anything like that. Yeah. And then you have like a legit spinoff, like a, mm. a, you know, yeah, like a, like a perfectly dictionary definition spinoff. Yeah. Um, and then you have a distant sequel and it, and one that kind of nails the distant sequel genre, yeah, yeah. Um, which is something that's very rare to happen. And then it's one of those things that like, if we're talking about like the legacy of the franchise, even the fact that it has like a, a, a shitty Netflix adaptation, mm. uh, uh, like the shitty American adaptation, like kind of adds to the story of the franchise, despite the film being so bad. Yeah. It's like, it's this interesting thing that it's like, it, yeah, it's, it's these two. It's collected, it's collected yeah. all the types of. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to throw yeah. something out to you. Yeah. It's, and I want, I, this is higher than maybe I think it is, but I'm trying to meet you in the middle. Right. What do you think about placing it at 12 above Shrek? But but lower than Terminator. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, like, T- Terminator definitely has higher highs, but it has more lows than this. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Well, there it is. This is the 12th best franchise we've watched. Richard, there's only one more thing to do. Social Ooh. plugs. No. Um, <laughs> while I do the social More plugs, like though, hair plugs. can you please go onto our Patreon, Richard, and let us know what patrons have voted will be the next episode of Film Franchise Fortnite's the next franchise we cover. It is over on our Patreon, patreon.com slash if you want to get involved. These franchise votes are getting ugly. Legit. Yeah. They are getting ugly. It is We're gonna getting, stop doing them. It's getting mean spirited. It's getting. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's but it's, <laughs> it's certainly heated up in the in in the recent months when we've had more people come to the Patreon. Um, there there has been campaigning in the Discord. If you are on the Patreon and you suggest a franchise, hop into the Discord. You can actually campaign for the franchise that you want to win. Um, but before you reveal to us, Richard, what the new franchise is, I want to just invite everyone to go over to our facebook page or our instagram or our twitter or our youtube channels we've got two youtube channels one of them's called cult popsha where we post video essays just released one on borat uh go check that out we've also got cult popsha again which is where you might be listening to this it's where we post podcasts and things like that uh patreon.com slash popsha the discord you can find a link to our discord in the show notes below all these places are places that you can support us richard tell me the news so do you, do you know? Do you legitimately? Uh, I know it's between two. <laughs> this is one of the closest races we've ever had. Yeah. And um, if you like, I'll get uh, you can you can vouch like you, you can you can um check it as well. Make sure this yeah. is right. But once this is once I say this, I'm going to delete the post. Okay, I'll I'll pull I'll pull it up, but I won't look, so you can still reveal it to me. Uh, so the film franchise we're going to be covering next fortnight uh well not just next fortnight it might take us a little while to get through oh god it's planet of the apes wow which after a very 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 close race has won by one vote i'm gonna refresh the page just to double check 
Oh my god, it lost. No, um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I would absolutely keep that in if it did actually lose. Oh yeah, hundred um, <laughs> percent. All right. Um, yeah. Now it looks like it's going to be. Uh, all right. So play the apps. That'll be the next um, two weeks. What we could we could do is we could we could try watch them all in a week and do. Do, do the do originals that? next week and then do the, the originals um, next week because we haven't got a plan for an off week yet. Um, we yeah. were gonna we were gonna split it up and do yeah the originals and then the the well the, the the reason we're doing this is that the episode after Planet of the Apes is due to be a um a redux. It's um, five years since we started the podcast and for the last couple of years we've been doing we've been redoing a franchise from our first year mm. um, because the episodes aren't very good. Um, and we thought um, it would be fun to open it up this year to our second year of uh, franchises as well. Um, so this means that well, we could be redoing anything from Back to the Future to Beethoven to The Land Before Time to Godzilla. Don't give people ideas. <laughs> um so yeah, I, I, I th- we'll work this out off pod, but mm-hmm. um, we'll see how we we'll see how we go. And um, yeah, Planet of the Apes, Planet of the May, Mapes. Yeah, the, it's not did, anime; it's Mape. It's Mape. Ma- the worst pun that I've ever read in my life. <laughs> it looks like you misspelled maybe. All right, everybody. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Hope you enjoyed our discussion on Death Note. Hope you're looking forward to our Planet of the Apes episode. And uh, stay tuned for after this music ends. We're going to do the post credit scene. Stick around. Love you so much. What a fun episode, Richard. What a what a. Did you have fun? Yeah, I, I a, think this a, was a good a, one. Re, a real good faith episode. Just two lads discussing movies they both feel the same way about. These are my <laughs> favorite episodes. Anyway. Yeah. All right, everybody. Kakite, right. and we'll see you, you next next week. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to the post credit scene. This is a segment at the end of each show where if you donate $5 or more on our Patreon, patreon.com slash coldpopsha, you get to give us something to talk about in this, the post credit scene. Richard, lay it on me, buddy. All right, today's post credit scene comes to us from Sarah Valling. Hey, Sarah. Who says, favorite alcoholic, favorite alcoholic beverage and or go-to mixed drink. I had a Long Island iced was, tea was, the other day for the first time and... What a bar! I'm I'm going I'm going on a date tonight, and yeah. she wants an, a Long Island iced tea, and I was like, "Yes, I'll buy you one of them." So that's happening. Really? How so, did, did this come up? I told her about the Long Island oh, iced yeah. tea. Um, so I don't know. It was just very easy to drink. Yeah, well, yeah, like that's the thing, and that, and that's one of those. It's it's a bit of a cliche because I remember when you said 
you came over, you're like, I got a Long Island iced tea. And I said, oh, happy 18th birthday. Mm. Um, because it is very like, it's known for being the most alcoholic drink you can buy. Right. It's usually the most expensive on the menu because it's got the most alcohol in it. And it's, it's it was despite, expensive. despite the mix of alcohols, it's very palatable. Mm. Um, and so it's, yeah, you know, it's people drink it to get fucked up. I bought, I bought three Long Island iced teas. Yeah. And it cost me seventy four dollars. I didn't buy them for myself. I bought two for two friends. Yeah. Um. And it cost me seventy four dollars. What about you? What's your favorite alcoholic mix? Uh, what is my favorite? Uh, I love a good margarita. Yeah. Um, uh, like a your frozen blended one, um, mm-hmm. especially with a salty rum. Yeah. A lot of people are like, oh, you, you know, you know, they wipe the the salt out of it's the It's hard with a moustache. I'll say that. Um, you know, like I, 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 I drink it. I rotate it as mm. I as I'm taking sips. Um, because I think yeah, the hit of salt you get with the, the yeah, limey yeah. flavor is, is is bloody fantastic. That's good. Um, other than that, yeah, that's probably the only one I'll like go out of my way to to make at home mm. as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I do. I uh like a Bailey's coffee as well. Like mm-hmm. Bailey's is real good. Yeah. Um, I had a Bailey's iced coffee today, which um is non-alcoholic and but it's sold it's like you get in the alcohol section and i was at the supermarket and was at a self-serve checkout and then you know the thing goes off saying it's a restricted item mm. i'm like yeah okay like i i understand like it's in the restriction section you just have to go yeah cool accepted woman came over and was like can i see some id and i was like do you not think i'm old enough to buy this non-alcoholic drink and she's like i don't that's why i'm asking she i don't think she heard all of what i said um <laughs> And then I was like, "Well, I think that's ridiculous." Um, and then she just, yeah, she put on my, she my burst into flames. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's like, yeah, I, I, you know, I get, you know, non-alcoholic beer. It's like you might, you, you still want to just double check. But this is just like it's a, it's a sugary milk drink <laughs> for kids. Yeah. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.